Now, Mount St. Joseph Lions football is on the air on WDTZLP Delhi Township. Mount St. Joe Lions football on Z98 FM is sponsored by Delhi Barbers, Greenwell Avenue, and Delhi Pike with no appointment needed. By Wishbone Tavern, Delhi Pike in the new Delhi Town Center. By Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, Glenway Avenue next to the Home Depot. By Delhi Skyline Chili, it's Skyline Time. By NYPD Pizza, Foley Road, 513-347-6973. 347-NYPD. By Bearcat Storage, with two locations for all your storage needs. And by Delhi Liquor Store, Delhi Pike and Mount Alverno Road. Now from UltimateSportsTalk.com with your Lions football play-by-play, here's Dave Mitchell on C98. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Fought Stadium in Franklin, Indiana, on the campus of Franklin University. I'm Dave Mitchell alongside Chuck Murray and this afternoon we have got college football action for you today on Ultimate Sports Talk and WDTZ FM 98.1 in Cincinnati. Going to be a good one this afternoon. We are in the final two games of the regular season and the Lions are looking to go unbeaten and this is step number one of that. Actually step number nine out of this ten game regular season as they take on the home standing Franklin Grizzlies, who are four and four on the year, they are four and one in conference play, and they are still in the hunt for the Heartland Conference Championship. The Lions come in; they've moved up another notch on the AFCA national rankings this week. They are now 22nd in the nation, and they've got a perfect eight and zero record and a five and zero conference mark in the Heartland. The playoffs begin actually today in this NCAA D3 playoff hunt. Chuck Murray alongside, and Chuck, boy, when you take a look at these last two games, Franklin here on the road, Rose next week, the Lions have got their destiny in their own hands. Yeah, for sure. You know, you talk about the playoffs kind of starting this week, and they really kind of do now. You know, there's a lot of combinations that could still happen here in the last two weeks where we could actually lose a game, still win it, but uh, there's a lot of scenarios. I think the big thing is take care of business today. What, no matter what Rose does, you know, you get you set up next weekend for the conference championship. So we want to make sure we, you know, we're focused and ready to go for today's game because uh, Franklin's a dangerous opponent, especially on their home field. Well, also today, Rose Holman is going to be at home for Hanover. These two games today are going to go a long way. We're going to be keeping an eye on that game, but that game actually is going to start a half an hour later. It kicks off at two o'clock because of the. Heartland Conference Soccer Championship game coach going on at, hand, at, at Rose. Yeah, we were over there, me, uh, Melanie Wagoner, and Joe Sparhawk to watch our girls play Hanover the other day on Wednesday in the semifinals. Unfortunately, we, we took a loss 2 to nothing. but Hanover's hosting Rose Holman for the Women's Soccer Championship. I think that started at 11, so they're hoping to get that finished so then they can have their football game at 2. Okay, let's put on your meteorologist hat. The wind is gusting here, and it is moving uh, I'm not sure the directional attitude, but it's going from right to left here at Fought Stadium. So it is going to be a tough decision for either team as to if they win the coin toss. What do you do? Do you take the wind or do you take the ball? And boy, I'm looking at Kyle Farsing trying just a regular 35-yard field goal. And it went into the end zone and died right there and died about 10 yards shy of the 
goalpost. Yeah, you know, I, th I believe it's going south and north, the way my direction, I think, from the way we came across 74 here to Franklin. But, but yeah, you're right. It's, you know, we talk about the wind every week in the factor. Well, today, this is clearly the most wind we've had in any game this year. I would assume whoever wins the toss will defer, and then that team will have the choice of either taking the win in the first quarter or the second. So, uh, But that would be my thought process. So far, watching our guys warm up, it looks like Josh and their guys throwing okay into the wind, but, boy, it's going to be a factor. It is an overcast day here in Franklin. There is a threat of rain, but really no thunderstorms in the forecast today, Chuck. But that wind, if it is one good thing about it, it is not going across the field from sideline to sideline. It is blowing straight out towards the left-hand side of this field. Yeah, this is one of them days where if it was a baseball game, you boy hitting into the wind, you'd see about 10 or 15 home runs probably. But, yeah, watching some of the kickers and punters in pregame, they're kicking 60, 70-yard punts and kickoffs and field goals and then into the wind it's really a struggle so I think that's where we'll see a really big uh, discrepancy in the kicking game. The Mount set a pair of records in last week's win 70 to 21 over Bluffton in front of a massive homecoming crowd and Hall of Fame weekend. Ari Turner returned the opening kickoff 84 yards for a touchdown that started things off in the late in the first quarter cornerback Deshaun Starks picked off a pass at the Lions five-yard line he raced 95 yards in the opposite direction for a touchdown his 95 yarder snapped the previous record of 93 yards held by Nolan Miller that interception was the fourth in five games for the senior co uh, quarter cornerback excuse me and we talked to him about that yesterday. Sean, first of all, I guess we should probably call you Mr. Interception. You've had four of them in the last five ball games. They've all been different, but last week you managed to run one back to the house. When you get up to the line of scrimmage, and I ask a lot of players this, what are you looking at as far as you being on that corner situation, and what are you looking at the receiver, and what do you expect him to do? Um, no, I just read my keys. I look at the alignment, uh, see how he's lined up. Look at the lineman on the other side. Uh, I pay attention to QB a lot. I know eye contact's a big thing. And, you know, I just try to do my job, stay on the hip. I know this may sound like a pretty elementary question, but what's the difference in the way you play the receiver in a man-to-man in -man situation as opposed to a zone situation? Uh, personally, man-to-man, -man, you know, I don't leave his side. You know, they tell me to go wherever he goes. No matter if he hits the bathroom, I go there with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, whereas in zone, you know, you got a little area to fill you take care of, but sometimes, you know, with me, I know I got that speed to where I can bait guys, you know, make the QB think that he's open one, one second, and then he throws that ball, and then I just, you know, take off and get it. What's been, what has turned around, now I don't want to say turned around, but what has clicked in your mind over the last five games where you've been, like I said, pretty much Mr. Interception? Do you see anything different in the way you've been playing? Uh, definitely my, my confidence is up. It's, it's up a lot. You know, I don't think about messing up. You know, I just I just do try to do my job. My coaches help me a lot with my confidence. You know, just keep my head straight, let all, leave all the distractions to the side, and just, you know, do what I come here to do every day. You know, a lot of announcers will will pick on corners saying, you know, you got to turn your head. you got to turn your head when the ball's in the air. You've started doing that a lot here in the last few games. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, balls, in, they can't go nowhere without the ball, so... Wherever the ball go, I go. Now, do you look in their eyes? In the receiver's eyes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, some, uh, especially in man, 
when their eyes get big, that's how you know when the ball is coming. <laughs> that's when I know to turn around, honestly. <laughs> now, and the defensive line really has been playing outstanding lately, and that gives you a, a pretty good advantage, doesn't it, out there? Oh, yeah, they definitely make my job easier. You know, I tell them every every week, you know, make my job easier. You know what I'm saying? The less we got to cover, you know, the easier it gets. <laughs> and, uh, Deshaun, two games to go, and they're two biggies, aren't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be tough, but, you know, we're going to ride it out. We're going to pull it through. I feel like I'm, I'm confident enough. Do you guys look at it right now as if the playoffs start today? Uh, not really. You know, we just – every week we take one, one game at a time. Mm -hmm. We always say let's go 1-0 every week, and, you know, it's worked this far, so we're not going to change it now. Deshaun, what are you majoring in? Communications. Good for you. Maybe we can have you up in the booth sometime. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Deshaun. Thank you. We'll have Deshaun up here in the booth, but he's got to finish playing first. <laughs> For sure. He's had a really nice season, especially, like you said, the last four or five weeks. Uh, I think to start this streak, he dropped a, a really easy interception, and then since then, he hasn't missed any, and uh, he's played really well defensively. Leave it to you to remember that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Pes you know pessimist at heart, I guess. I Chuck, the second record that was broken for the Lions last week was by place kicker Kyle Farfsing, who made nine point after touchdowns in the contest, going a perfect... Nine for nine, which broke the previous record of eight held by Kevin Koch and Jerry Porter. Now, that win by the Lions, as we said, moved them up to 22nd in the AFC Top 25 poll. But when you look at the D3 Top 25, they are nowhere in the Top 25. Mount Union is number two. Then you have got Wartburg comes in at number 16. Carnegie Mellon at 19. Albion 20 and John Carroll 21. The Lions did get 11 votes, but they're still not in the top 25. And in the D3, according to what we have heard, it, it all exemplifies the Lions non-conference record. Well, and season. I yeah, and I think it boils back to the rest of the conference doing really poorly in the non-conference schedule. I think there was four wins, three of them by us, and the other by Manchester. So the league's just not getting the respect. And, you know, quite honestly, you know, that's probably fair. It's just the league's been down for a few years, and, uh, you know, when we've been getting the NCAA tournament, our representatives are going one and out. So maybe this is the year to change things. We run the table, win a playoff game or so. And, and because years ago, about 15 years ago, I think we got two teams in, but since then it's just it's whoever wins and, uh, you know, been going one and out. So, you know, you can understand why there would be some skepticism there. Well, on the injury report today for the Lions, Evan Schlensker is back. He will be playing today. So will Omar Porter. And there was some question marks as to whether or not Cornell Beecham was going to be playing today. Well, he is. He's back in the lineup today, and he will be playing after missing the last three quarters of last week's ballgame. When we come back, we'll take a look at Franklin. We'll do that after this. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University, where Division III champions are made. We coach our Lions to become leaders who will win on the field and in their career. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Are you ready to compete with the heart of a Lion and become our next champion? Learn more at msjlions.com. Dave Mitchell and Chuck Murray right back here at Fought Stadium in Franklin, Indiana. Franklin is now going to close out their season, Chuck, with two home games coming up. They've got this one here today and then Hanover next week back here at Fought Stadium. Out of their three non-conference games to start the season, Franklin played just one ranked team, and that was Trine. 
They lost that one here 55-21. They started out with Olivet losing 35-31, then played Aurora losing again 49-16. But the Grizz bounced back. They won four games in a row in the conference over Bluffton, Anderson, Defiance, and Manchester. All wins in double figures, but they fell at Rose in a shutout two weeks ago, 49 to nothing. Their sophomore quarterback and running backs are both from the same high school. They're both sophomores. Kai Ross, he's their quarterback. He threw the ball 19 of 29 last week for 220 yards and a pair of scores. And Garrett Cora finished with 71 yards on 26 carries and a score. He's just 91 yards away from 1,000 on the season. I expect to see a lot of Cora here this afternoon for the Grizz. I think a lot depends on, again, I think if you're against the wind, you're probably going to want to try to run the ball and keep that clock moving and shorten the game. And when you're with the wind, you're going to want to try to extend the quarters. You mentioned, you know, they had a tough non-conference uh, uh, record, but if you think about it, you know, they're still, like you mentioned earlier, they're right in the race. If they win the next two, hey, they got a shot just like anybody else. So uh, they're still playing for a heck of a lot. They got us coming in on the feed, and then they got the rival handover next week, so I'm sure they're very excited to play. You know, here's the thing about Franklin. They are fourth in the conference in total offense, fourth in the conference in total defense. They are averaging 390 yards of offensive production, and defensively, though, they are giving up 417 yards on the season, Chuck. So they're pretty even, Steven, between offense and defense, but that's something today they're going to have to really tighten up that defense against the Lions running game. Yeah, we've been running, well, actually we've been really good in the passing and running game all season long. So again, it'll be interesting to see what Coach Coral dies up. Will he want to throw it into the wind a lot, or is he going to try to get Cornell and maybe some of them other backs involved run the ball when we're against the wind? So it'll be interesting what he dials up. But yeah, Franklin's, they're going to be excited to play today. Demarion Newell is their star linebacker, and he plays the star linebacker position. He's a 5'9", 165-pound sophomore last week. He had 10 tackles, two and a half for loss. That set a new single game total for him. They're second in the conference with 22 sacks this year, Chuck. Second to the mound with 26 and a half. Yeah, you know, they get after the quarterback a little bit. And, uh, you know, so again, we're going to have to we're gonna have to have the A game where it's a little bit of a, I don't know if you call it a trap game, but, you know, I'm sure everybody's really excited about next weekend with a potential winner take all. Rose home against us, but you, we got to take care of business, and you know Rose has to do the same thing at Hanover. Well, the last time these two teams played was a year ago on October 9th at Mount St. Joseph University, where the Lions won 28 to 14. Remember that game? Tyler Prather started that game for the Lions because Josh Taylor was out with the knee injury. He went 30 for 53 for 336 yards and three TDs. The Lions have won three straight, but prior to that. They had lost 11 of their last 12 against the Grizz, including nine in a row. And overall, Franklin is 14 and 10 against the Lions since 1998, and the Lions are six and six here in Franklin. Yeah, 1998 was the first year we were in the HCACAC, and for years, Franklin owned this conference from about 05 to like 15 or so. So uh, the tides turned a little bit here in the last few years, but they're always a tough out. Well, the head coach, Alan Hensel, for the Franklin Grizz. He's in his third year, 15-11 and 11 overall, 8-4 and four in the Heartland Conference. He was appointed their 18th head coach in school history in 2019. 
He's a 2005 graduate from Franklin, and he returns after spending five seasons on the staff at the University of Buffalo. And Tyler Hopperton in his sixth year as head coach at Mount St. Joe, a 40-14 and 14 career record overall, 32-9 and nine in the Heartland Conference. When we come back, we'll talk a little basketball. We'll do that after this. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Yeah! Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. I wanted to grow my leadership skills, but with work and a busy life, how could I fit it all in? Then I learned Mount St. Joseph University offers a flexible master's program in organizational leadership. For about one Saturday a month, I studied and refined my leadership skills alongside working professionals and top-notch professors. I'm now the leader I set out to be. The Mount's organizational leadership program helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu msol. Back in Franklin, Indiana, just moments before this afternoon's ball game between the Grizz and the Lions. The Lions 8-0, the Grizz 4-4 overall on the season. Well, Tuesday night, the Lions men's basketball team is going to open up their season at Wabash against the Little Giants. Wabash made the Final Four a year ago with a 28-4 record, 13-2 in the NCAC. Game time is at 7 o'clock, and I'll have the pregame show for you starting at 6.30. The women's basketball team opens up in Wilmington against the Quakers on Tuesday also. The Lions have a new coaching staff. Macy Elston is their new head coach, and her assistant is Brooke Lyscheck. Now, next weekend is the Lauren Hill Memorial. That will be at the Harrington Center. So it's going to be a big, big weekend next weekend in Cincinnati with not only the Lauren Hill Memorial Tournament going on, but also Rose Holman coming to town. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about all that. Uh, it's almost, you know, crazy to think we're going to have all that on campus. But, uh, you know, talking about the men's team, I remember last year they played Wabash in the Harrington Center, and it was a heck of a game. It was like 96 to 90. We were right with them the whole game, and they made the Final Four. And uh, with the women's basketball team, as you mentioned, new leadership, and uh, they seem to be excited the way things are going in the preseason. Uh, pre so look forward to watching both those teams play next weekend at home. In Division I college football going on right now, a shocker where Northwestern is leading Ohio State 7-0 with six minutes to go in the first half. Tulane over Tulsa 17-3. Texas Tech at TCU are tied at 10. North Carolina is losing to Virginia 14-10. And then later on this afternoon, we will preview the 3.30 games, including the Tennessee-Georgia game. We'll do that at halftime of this afternoon's contest. In the Heartland Conference a week ago, Franklin defeated Manchester 24-6. It was Rose over Defiance big time 76-35, and Hanover blew things up over Anderson 62-3. So that means Mount St. Joseph and Rose Holman right now are at the top of the conference with 5-0 records. Then comes Franklin and Hanover, each at 4-1. Bluffton and Defiance are 1-4. and four. Then comes Manchester and Anderson at the bottom at 0-5. So these last two games, as we thought would happen at the beginning of the year, Chuck, are going to mean a lot with the Mount playing here at Franklin and Hanover 
at Rose. Well, no disrespect to the bottom teams, but we kind of figured at the beginning of the year there'd be the four kind of us and Rose, Hanover and Franklin towards the top, and then the other folks towards the bottom. So, and it's lined up pretty good with, you know, potentially a winner-take-all game next week. But again, we talk. You know, you got to take care of business today. And, uh, you know, again, Franklin's going to be excited to play in front of their home crowd. They have two home games left to finish the season and still with a chance to make some noise and potentially win the conference and, and get into the NCAA tournament. So Rose is at Hanover. We'll be keeping a close eye on that game along with the Ohio State game. And no disrespect to the other four schools, but Anderson will be a bluff in Manchester defiance. Whatever happens there happens. We're not going to keep a close eye on what happens there. Yeah, that's there. not going to affect anything for standings or anything like that. Absolutely not. When we come back, it'll be time to talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton, and we'll do that after this. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu ohio. Dave Mitchell, Chuck Murray right back here at Fod Stadium where the Lions are getting set to take on the Grizz and both teams have gone into their locker rooms prior to this afternoon's game. We told you very windy today. Good following though has come down here to watch this one for the Mount St. Joseph Lions and Franklin who are 4-4 four and four overall. They're 4-1 and one in conference play, 2-1 and one here at home. Alan Hensel in his third year as head coach is defensive coordinator Ryan McElwain, offensive coordinator Steve McNeely. For Franklin to win this game, they're going to need to run the ball effectively, Chuck. They need to hold the Lions offense, I believe, to under 25 points and really make this an ugly game. Yeah, I, I would agree. It, it's really been tough to hold us down this year. I don't think we've been under 30 all year, so that's that's a big, big challenge on their part, and I think we'll, we'll hit the 30-point mark. Again, we talked all year long, even with us, you're not winning games 13 to 10. you got to score some points. Absolutely. The Lions, well, you're looking at Franklin. They need to run for over 200 yards here today as a team while holding the Lions to under 300 yards of total offense. I'm not sure anybody in the country can do that. Yeah, I don't think so either. I agree with you. So something has got to be done this year. As a team, Franklin is averaging 28.9 points a game offensively. They're giving up 31.8 points per game defensively. The Lions, the 22nd ranked team in the country, 8-0, 5-0 in the conference. They are 4-0 on the road. And can the Lions keep it going? They need to stay focused on today, not look ahead to next week. And we talked with Tyler Hopperton about that earlier this week. Coach, heading into this afternoon's game, you know, I asked Deshaun this, I'll ask you this. It's kind of like the, the last two games. It's playoff season right now, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, our goals were to win conference, go to playoffs, win a playoff game. You know, that only happens if we win today. Now, as you come into today, Franklin, I mean, you look at this team, yeah, they've been up and down all year, but they still have a lot of tradition and a lot of good players on that team. Exactly. They know how to prepare for a football game, um, you know, in a final two-game home stretch, that sort of thing. I'm sure they're glad to be back home. Good coaching staff, plenty of good players. Weather thing, you look at the weather, and I know we're a day before. I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. But, I mean, the weather, when you look at how it's supposed to be tomorrow, it's going to be kind of treacherous. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
some high winds forecasted and a little bit of rain, all that. We've been extremely fortunate. I mean, last, you know, last week, 75 and sunny or whatever. So we've definitely been fortunate. We're all due for one of these, but, uh, you know, both teams have to play in it. And it'll come down to next week where Rose will be 30 degrees below zero, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. You know, last week you started out so well. Ari Turner with one of the first returns that he's had this year, and he runs it back on 82 yards for a touchdown. You're the special teams coach. How do you design something like that, or is it just almost organized chaos? Yeah, it's organized chaos. I won't, I won't take much credit for that other than, you know, I guess I'm the one that chose to put him out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate that we got a lot of good athletes, you know, they decide to kick away from Cornell, which I would too, but it's not like Ari's not a good player and obviously showed that he's explosive and, um, that sort of thing. But, you know, our kickoff return team did a good job of getting a hat on a hat. Um, but our guys blocking know that we have a multitude of guys back there that can take it to the house. And so I'm happy for Ari works really hard. Very good player. Why Ari? In terms of Of running it, running it back (laughs) for the first time that day. Well, I mean, so he, you know, he's been a guy who's just been his offensive role just kind of slowly grows, and in practice and in his preparation and in other stuff, he's a selfless, uh, selfless player, worker, very dynamic. So, you know, was excited to try to start teaching him because he's never kicked return before. So we've kind of had to slowly kind of get him used to that here, and then um, maybe he didn't need as much training as I thought. And that just started everything to snowball, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously just getting a hot start helps. Um, Sometimes starting with that can kind of be a curse because almost, you know, everybody's just amped all of a sudden. Um, But it was awesome and a a great start to kind of get things uh, springboarded. Talk about Franklin's sophomore quarterback, Ross, how he's been, I know he's been up and down kind of with the team also, but last week he put together a pretty good performance. Yeah, I mean, he has arm talent good enough receivers, good enough concepts. Um, You know, he can make plays. Like you said, I mean, it's up and down, which we all have those or have players that have those. And especially as a young quarterback, um, you're kind of bound to have a a roller coaster season as it kind of ebbs and flows based on what you see, based on, you know, what personnel you have. Um, But, I mean, he can can definitely sling the rock. Is he the kind of quarterback hop that – uh, you think if you put some pressure on him, you can rattle him a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think any any quarterback doesn't like to get hit. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think based on kind of what he's shown, I mean, he's relatively athletic and throwing the run a little bit. Um, but I think any time that you can pressure a young quarterback, it definitely helps. How has practice been this week for the team? It's been good. I mean, ultimately, it's been status quo. We've been fortunate that all year our guys have, you know, kind of had a lunch pail mentality, if you will, and that sort of thing. So it's kind of status quo that, you know, they're just kind of focused on the task at hand, and um, it's been a good week. You know, I talked to Rick Thompson earlier just a little bit ago. I said, how'd the week go? And he says, just even keel. That's kind of the way this team's been all year long, hasn't it? Yeah, and that's what you want it to be. You know, I mean, you want guys to be excited that, you know, we're undefeated and ranked and our goals are still in our hands, and and that's great. Um, But at the same time, you can't get too high or too low. You know, uh, uh, the season ebbs and flows and has highs and lows, peaks and valleys. So that even keel is definitely nice, and go to work, get it done, get a little better than you were yesterday and move on. Is this a fun time of year or a tough time of year for you? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of both probably. I think I'd be lying if I said it was one or the other. Definitely fun. It's, you know, it's been great so far to see all the kids' hard work pay off. But at the same time, it's obviously very busy time and, um, you know, that sort of thing. But we're definitely on on that football season grind and excited for another opportunity. Hop, last question. You know, a couple weeks ago I asked you about this conference being a defense is it a down year in defense 
I look at the stats in the conference. The defensive line for Mount is up at the top of top of the conference in sacks. Linebackers are playing well. The defensive secondary is back there intercepting passes. Were we jumping the gun at the beginning of the year, wondering if this was a uh, this wasn't a good defensive team? Um, I mean, maybe. And we and we, I'll I'll, I'll put that blame on you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I'll take the blame. I mean, I was the one asking the questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and ultimately that's what I thought. I mean, if you know, if I remember my own thoughts correctly, I thought we'd be young and green and kind of make some mistakes. But I really liked the approach and the mindset of our defense early, and thought that you know we would be more opportunistic than we were last year um, in some of the big plays and those sorts of things because we have good athletes who work really mm-hmm. hard and they're getting a little better um, each week, and that's all you can kind of ask for. But you know, we've been fortunate to make some big plays in, in big points of games or games that we we're able to get ahead because you know guys on defense are making big plays. And each week so far, they've gotten a little bit, little bit better and ultimately that's what we need them to do against Franklin. Good luck today. Thank you. Lions come in averaging 48.8 points per ball game and they are giving up 25.1. That's a differential of 23.7. The keys to the game this afternoon for Franklin, they need to be physical and control the clock, which means run the ball and for the Lions, keep their eye on the prize and put points on the board. The wind is going to be a factor here today. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray. The kickoff is coming up next on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Learn more at msjlions.com. Odyssey now has hundreds of new exclusive music stations for you to discover your new summer soundtrack. Get moving with worthy workouts for a cardio sesh fueled by today's top artists. Hanging with your crew? Throw it back with Picnic Party for old school jams for your cookout. Or sail away with Odyssey's new yacht rock station, Jugger Yacht. For summer barbecues, road trips, or relaxing poolside. Hundreds of new exclusive stations, plus all your favorite local radio stations and podcasts. It's all on Odyssey. Well, Chuck, this is what the Lions have been pointing towards since the beginning of the year, and that is these final two games of the season. Yeah, it's all on the line here. You know, listen to your interview with Coach Hopperton, a really good interview. And, boy, you know, you start and look at his sixth year. He's got a 40-14 and 14 record, 32-9 and nine in the HCAC. You know, those are outstanding numbers. They do have an outstanding staff. So, uh, boy, what, looking forward to getting this one kicked off. We're ready for the coin toss here. Yep, the, the toss, they're actually, they actually waited until – the clock had run out on the pregame time, and now they've got the captains out there, and they've yeah, got the Franklin coin toss. toss. Franklin wins the toss, defer. and they are going to defer, so. which means the Lions are going to get their opportunity to take the wind here in the first half, if that's what they want. Right. They're talking to the Lions now to see what direction they want to go. And it will be Franklin having the wind at the beginning of the first half. The Lions are going to go into the wind here to begin the ball game. Yeah, I think what happened there, Dave, since Franklin deferred, then our next choice is, well, we want the ball. So then Franklin decided to take the wind. So we'll have it in the second quarter, which I like. So the Lions will start off this football game in their white uniforms with the dark blue numerals and gold trim white helmets. And for Franklin, they're in their all-black uniforms today with the gold numerals, gold trim, and the black helmets. This one should be a good one. A barn burner here from Fott Stadium. 
on the campus of Franklin University. The wind is going to be a factor. As Chuck told you, it's blowing from the south to the north and or left to right across your radio dial or computer screen, whichever you are listening to here this afternoon. But Franklin will be kicking it off. Yeah, Dave, I expect this kick to go through the end zone with the wind. Watching the pregame with the kickers, I would expect him to easily reach the end zone and probably through it. The one thing about it, though, Chuck, is we talked in the pregame, the wind is blowing straight through the goalpost. It's not a crossbuck wind. Right, so it, it shouldn't affect the passing as much other than when you're throwing it deep into the wind. That could be a little bit of a factor. I think it will affect the kicking game more than anything. Zakeem Hunley is back set to return with Ari Turner. Remember what Ari Turner did last week? Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get his hands on it. Franklin is going to get a holder already for the place kicker, and that is Derek Balden. And it is going to be taken in by Hundley, two hours deep, two yards deep in the end zone, and he'll just take a knee right there. And that is where the Lions will start out with their quarterback, Josh Taylor. Taylor is 131 for 201 attempts, 65% on the year, 20 touchdown passes, 7 intercepted this season. Cornell Beecham will be behind him. He's got 100 carries, 801 yards, 9 touchdowns on the year. And then you've got a plethora of receivers, and we'll go through them. Cam York is all the way out wide left. Austin Brock is slot left. Joey Newton is on the left-hand side also out of the trips. Zakeem Hunley is the single setback, and now the official is going to be setting the clock, and I believe they let some time march off, and it is at 14.56. Now it's at 15, and now we're set to go. Lions going from left to right into the wind. Taylor, the quarterback. Taylor with Beecham right on his left. Gets the handoff around the right side. Cuts up the middle across the 25, out to the 28-yard line for a gain of about three on the play. Yeah, strategically, I would think, as I mentioned earlier, when you're into the wind, you want to try to get that clock, keep moving it, and when you're with the wind, you want to see it stop. So it'll be second down, call it seven yards to go for a Lion first down. They are at their own 27-yard line. We have just begun here from Fott Stadium. Tight end left is Powell. Handoff again goes to Cornell Beecham. Stops, goes to his left. He's going to be smothered behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of a yard. Is that a leaf or a flag? It's a leaf it's on a the leaf. field. Yeah, we're going to see quite a few of those today. So it's a loss of a yard. Brings up second down and a long eight yards to go for the Lions. Actually, it's third down now. Third down. Across that front line, Colin Kandra at left tackle. Aiden Stuteville is at the left guard. The center is Danny Mabe. The right guard is Devin Sawyers. And the right tackle, Sam Martin. Taylor out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Looks upfield. Rolls out to his left. He's got a lot of green. Cuts it at the 30. Cuts outside. He's going to get close to the first down, but he's going to be out of bounds about a yard shy of the first down over on the far side. And the first decision of the ball game will be brought up to the Lions on fourth down and about a half yard to go, Chuck. And they're See, gonna again, the reason I'm going for it is twofold. One, kicking into the wind, you might get 20 yards. And two, I'm... I just got to believe Josh can make a, a half a yard there. I, I just, you know. Well, they're going to bring in Ryan Murray, the punter. He's averaging 41 and a half yards per punt. Back set to return is Jarrett Gibson for Franklin. Back about his own 40-yard line. Murray's going to get rid of it. The line of scrimmage is the 34. 
and the snap to Murray. He gets it away, low line drive, kicked it, got bound down by the wind, and the Lions are going to down it right at the 44-yard line. As I mentioned, 20-yard punt, I just, I don't see the reason. 22-yard kick, no return, and Franklin now will get the football to start out with Kai Ross, their quarterback. He's got 129.47 ranking, 151 completions on 262 attempts, 18 touchdown passes, 8 interceptions, He's got 1,724 yards, and just to his left, the running back, Garrett Cora. Cora leads the conference in rushing with 909 yards. And the handoff goes to Cora around the right side, and he's going to be stacked up and brought down immediately on the play by Schlensker. Yeah, Tucker was in there too, so. That'll be Tucker's 30th tackle of the year, so no gain on the play. Ball right at the 45-yard line. Franklin with their first possession. 13 minutes left to go in this first quarter of play. We've got no score. The quarterback, Ross, looks back, looks to his right, throws a flare up the right side, and it is incomplete. Really nice play good by coverage. Owens. Yeah, really good coverage there by Mason Owens. He's right on it. So right away, Franklin trying to use that win to their advantage. Incomplete pass. Brings up third down and 10 yards to go. Ball right at the 45-yard line. Going out wide right is going to be Dylan McKinney. McKinney number three is 6'1", junior receiver. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Spencer Wright. Dropping back is Ross. Fake handoff off play action. Rolls to his right. Looking underneath. Gets a heavy hit by Hammond. Throws it upfield and out of bounds. Incomplete. That rush really put something on the quarterback, Ross, and it will be forced down. Franklin will be forced to kick. Yeah, Noah Hammond with the pressure there along with Brock Harris, and uh, boy, really good series there by the Lions to get off the field with three down, so. Uh, and I would expect this punt, we're, we're, we're way too shallow right now. <laughs> it's gonna go over his head and probably, and now he's backing up, okay. Back set to return is Akeem Hunley. The punter coming in is Dylan Boswell, averaging 39 and a half yards per kick. He gets the snap, kicks it high, end over end kick. Let it's gonna go. hit about his 10, yep. and it's gonna spin into the end zone for a touchback. We've got no score here from Fought Stadium, 12.50 to go in the first quarter on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine. Thank you, NYPD Pizza, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. NYPD Pizza, 5329 Foley Road and NYPDPizza.com. Lions with the football. They'll take it over at their own 20-yard line after that touchback into the end zone. Taylor, handoff goes to Beecham right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 23, backpedals across the 25, out to the 26-yard line for a gain of six, and it's second and four. Yeah, they got a nice, nice hole there, good push, good second and about five. Ball resting just outside the 25-yard line. Beecham came into the ball game as the second leading rusher, but the all-purpose yardage, he is number one in the Heartland Conference by far. Second down, a short five to go. Beecham on the left-hand side, fake handoff. Taylor looks up the right side. He's going to throw it deep to Hunley, and Hunley has got the ball at the 40. Broke a tackle and then fell down at the 37-yard line in Hanover, excuse me, in Franklin Territory. I think there's one of them we were talking about in the pregame. He threw it long. He actually had to come back because the wind knocked it down. Nice adjustment there by Hunley. 
32 yards on that reception. Takes down to the 37-yard line in Franklin territory. I think the, the Lions may have just surprised Franklin going deep on that play upfield. First and 10 for the Lions at the Grizz, 37. Taylor out of the pistol formation. Drops back, rolls out to the left. Looks upfield. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got Brock in the wind. Knocked it down. It's intercepted. Intercepted on the play by Franklin. That's Gravacio Mitchell. And Mitchell's going to run it across the 20 to the 25. Out to the 26-yard line. That ball got hit by the wind and just died, Chuck. That's what I mentioned in pregame. Throwing long like that into... He had him beat, but it's just really going to be tough to throw it long and high. It's just going to get knocked down. That's what I was afraid of. So, well, we got him pinned in. We're going to have to hold him here. But uh, nice scoring opportunity goes by the wayside. So Franklin has the ball. They'll take it over at their own 26-yard line, first and 10, going from right to left. Kai Ross, the quarterback. He's got Cora behind him. Ross was 0 for 2 on the first possession. Ross out of the pistol, high snap, just got it down, got it inside Cora. Cora picked up two yards on the play, maybe three. They're going to give him out to the 28-yard line, Chuck, but that was a nice play by Ross just to get the ball to Cora. Yeah, it was a high snap, and uh, he did a nice job athletically grabbing that and getting the handoff off. That could have been a big turnover. So it looks like about a pickup of two, Dave. Into the ballgame, Jared Gibson now. He'll go out wide to the right-hand side. Dylan McKinney out wide to the right also. Ross out of the pistol, hands it off to Cora, right up the middle, puts his head down, and he gets across the 30 out to the 31-yard line. That'll be a gain of three. And now it is third down and about five yards to go for a Grizz first down. Now they'll reset the sticks, and now it'll be third down. Ross, the quarterback, looking over to the sideline, he and Cora played at the same high school, and now they're playing in the same class here, both sophomores at Franklin. That wind kicking up just a little bit more, and the snap goes to Cora. Play action. Looks over the middle, and it is incomplete. Went right through the hands of the intended receiver, Jerry Gibson. Fourth down for Franklin, and they'll bring in the punting unit. Yeah, another three and out by the Lion defense. Really good start for them. Again, Franklin punting with the wins. We need to make sure we get deep enough. They don't kick it over our head. We can always come in. It's just tough to go back on it. Hunley going back to get this punt. Josh Taylor is one of the up backs up near the 40, the quarterback. Good snap. Snap goes to Boswell. Kick. Nice kick. And is going to hit at the 10 and bounce right through the end zone for a touchback. That's a 68-yard punt. No return. That's what we thought we'd see today with the wind really affecting the kicking game. And, again, I think right now we haven't made that adjustment. You know, you gotta, you got to get deeper now. As it turned out, that was the right decision to let it go in the end zone. But, uh, you know, the wind is a huge factor, as we said. Taylor was one for two on the last drive with that interception. Mo McKenzie into the ballgame now for the Lions. As Beecham is out of the ballgame, Omar Porter is in for the first time also. Out wide to the left-hand side at the 20. Taylor out of the pistol with McKenzie right there. Handoff to McKenzie. No fake handoff. Taylor's going to keep it on the RPO. Takes it up to the 30, across the 30, out to the 33-yard line. Big game there of about 
13 yards and a first down for the Lions. Yeah, real nice play fake by Josh. He read the, the linebacker. He went with Mo, so he just kept it and nice pickup. So it's a first down for the Lions at the 33-yard line. Taylor out of the pistol. Fake handoff, throw out in the flat, complete to Brock. Gets a couple of blocks, but he's going to be hit at the line and brought down right there for no gain. Dave, real quick, uh, Ohio State 7, Northwestern 7 at a half. Big surprise. Damarian Newell, the star linebacker. We talked about him in the pregame show, picked up the tackle out there. No gain on the play. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 33. Still in mount territory. McKenzie stays in the ball game. He's in the pistol. Off to the right of Taylor. Now he moves in motion out of the backfield. Dropping back Taylor. Throws over the middle. Incomplete. Boy, he really fired that thing, and it went right through the hands of Brock. Yeah, that was a fastball that Brock couldn't quite handle, so we're third long now. You know, you need to go down there and teach Josh a, a changeup. <laughs> Just a little changeup. Yeah, that was that had a lot on it. About a five, six-yard out. Third down, ten yards to go. Well, we've got a moment here. Don't forget to turn your clocks tonight. Yep. Two o'clock, get that extra hour of sleep. All back. Yeah. Third down, 10 yards to go for the Lions from their own 33. Dropping back, Taylor looks over through his progressions. Now rolls out to the left. Tucks it under. He's going to run it up the middle. Trying to pick up a block. He's got one to the 35, to the 40. Puts his head down, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. Lions are going to be, again, shy by about a yard. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm going forward here. You're not going to get much picking up. Yeah, it is fourth and two. They're going to punt to the wind again, so you're looking at probably about 20 yards. It's not fourth and two. It's fourth and one. It is. You're right, fourth and one. Yeah, I, I it's just, even less than one again, Chuck. Yeah, I, again, I just don't understand this. Um, they needed to get to the 43. They're at the 42. You're just you're not gaining much here. That's no. that's the issue. With 8:29 left to go, Gibson is back set to return for Franklin, and he's only 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Murray gets a good snap. He's going to get the punt away. Low line drive. It turns over. It's going to take a bounce, and it will bounce and be downed at the 33-yard line. That's a 25-yard yeah. punt. Again, I, I just, you know, I guess that's why he's the, the head coach. They get paid to make those decisions, but I, I just feel like you're just not gaining much when you punt into the wind. Uh, you know, on fourth and short, obviously fourth and long you're going to punt, but fourth and the first time was less than a yard. This time was a yard, and, uh, and there's still a lot of time left in this quarter. So, so Franklin has it, 8-11 left to go in the first quarter. Ross with Cora off to his right, looks upfield, throws over the middle, complete on the play to Gibson. He's got it at the 41-yard line, gain of eight. Yeah, nice little in-and-out route there by him, and good throw, big pickup on first down, second and short. They're going to bring up, call it second down, about two yards to go. Ross out to the right side. Going out wide to the right is Hunter Hatfield into the ballgame for the first time. Now Gibson moves in motion to the near side. Now he reverses. They're going to pitch it off to Gibson. Gibson around the right side gets upended. He's got the first down after a gain of two. But boy, the Lions did a nice job. Nick Stevenson right there along with Austin Price. Yeah, they, they barely made the first down, but... Uh, Lions smelled that right away. They did. They did. Defensively, we're really looking good so far. 
So now, Franklin is going to go with a tight end set. They've got Matt Neely into the ball game. A sophomore tight end, 6'1", 160. Where's number 84? First down, 10 for Franklin at the 44. And a fake handoff. Ross is going to keep it around the left-hand side, trying to get a block. He's going to be dropped from behind. Stevenson came in and got him. He may have picked up about a half yard out to the 45-yard line. Yeah, actually, I think he got held on the play, still fought off the block and made the, made the tackle. Really nice job. Under seven minutes and running left to go in the first quarter. Coming in now is Derek Thompson. Thompson is going to come in. He's the backup running back. Thompson, 28 carries, 136 yards, and he's going to line up at a wing position. And they have also got coming out wide to the left-hand side, Dylan Delape. Cora is right behind Ross, fake handoff, dropping back. Now under heavy rushes, Ross rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it at the feet of the intended receiver. He just threw that one away. That was Neely. And it's incomplete. Really nice job there by the front four. Put a lot of pressure on, really nowhere to throw it, just kind of threw it in the ground to throw it away. So we got him third and long here. The intended receiver was Dawson Delape. But really, Ross was just trying to get rid of that yeah, thing. Yeah, for Chuck. sure, for sure. He didn't want to take the sack, threw it in the ground so it couldn't be intercepted. We were right on him. 6-17 and stopped after that incompletion. Ross, the quarterback, number 18 on his black and gold uniform. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back as Ross looks upfield on third and ten and threw it under through the intended receiver. And that was Garrett Cora coming out of the backfield. Yeah. So it's incomplete. Good and coverage by Nick Stevenson. Franklin will be forced to punt. Yeah, this is Lion defense is doing a great job with Franklin having the win. Really, one first down so far in three possessions. It's kind of surprising, Chuck, that Ross is actually under throwing the football yeah, with, with the wind to his yeah, back. Yeah, you would think so. But it was good coverage. I think he was trying to squeeze in there. He was afraid of the interception. So. Zakeem Hunley into the ball game to run back this kickoff, this punt. And it is a high end over end kick that Hunley is finally going to be able to grab. Went through his hands. He went back and picked it up at the four. He's going to be dropped at the four. Well, here's the thing on that. I understand what he's trying to do, but just let the ball roll into the end zone. The, the ball, the momentum, and oh, there's a penalty flag on the play, Dave. Braden McGowan is the one who came down and tackled Hunley. At the, they're going to put him right at the five-yard line, but as you said, there is a flag down on the play. Oh, a personal foul on the Lions. Number 48. Nathan Marks. What would this be? Maybe some type of low block? That could be. I have no idea. That's a huge, huge call. And a major mistake by the Lions. And... Unless it was roughing the kicker. No, he would have said no. roughing the kicker. No, I, I, my guess was some type of low block, or maybe it's, him and somebody else engaged. It's going to give Franklin the yeah. football back. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler Hopkins want an explanation. I don't know what it was. He's not happy. But that's a game-changing call right there. That is. All the way down to the 40-yard line in the Mount Territory. First and 10 for Franklin as they get the ball back on the penalty. Dropping back is Ross. He's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone, and it is caught by Gibson on a one-handed grab inside the 10 at the 7. Nope, they'll make it the 9. 
what a heck of a throw and a heck of a catch. The coverage was there. You just got to give them credit there. 31-yard reception, and it's first and goal for the Grizz. Boy, what a catch by Gibson. That is his 47th reception of the year. Yeah, it was a heck of a throw and catch. Great, good throw, better catch. Coming out wide to the left is McKinney. McKinney and then Spencer Wright is slot left. They have got Cora out of the pistol formation to the left of Ross. Ross hands it off to Cora around the right side. He gets hit at the nine, struggles to the eight for a gain of about two yards, maybe just a yard. They're going to put him right at the eight yard line, so a gain of a yard. And so if we can hold him to a field goal attempt there, that'd be a win for us. Looks like Brock Harrison's in on that. 5.20 left to go in the first quarter. This quarter's taking forever, Dave. <laughs> well, there have been a lot of things going on in this yeah, one. It sure has. Been an interesting first quarter, that's for sure. Coming out wide to the left-hand side, McKinney. McKinney and Gibson, or excuse me, right out of the pistol. Ross looking into the end zone. Oh, he's he's going to throw it in the end zone. Wide open in the end zone for the score. Touchdown catch by Hunter Hatfield, and Franklin has jumped out to a 6-0 lead. Yeah, they ran a little pick play. There is a flag. Let's see if they're going to call offensive pass interference because they did run a pick play there. Let's see what we got. And Franklin staying on the field, the offense. I, I would think offensive interference. Yeah. It is pass interference called against Franklin. Yeah, it was a pretty good pick there. You know, sometimes you get the call, sometimes you don't. And... Big 15-yarder. So that'll mark them back to the 23-yard line, Chuck, and it'll be second and goal. Yeah, when they break open that much, there's typically something that went on there. Now the Lions are going to go with a 5-DB setup. Just two linebackers. They take Anthony Wright out of the ballgame. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Spencer Wright. Gibson is slot left, and McKinney is wide left. Ross is going to throw it into the end zone, and it is incomplete over the head of the intended receiver, that being Spencer Wright. Yeah, RDB Smith kind of stumbled a little bit, and he, he broke open. He just barely overthrew him. So on this third and long, hopefully maybe we can double those, those guys, give them guys some help on the island out there. Third down goal to go from the 23, 4.55 remaining. Franklin has gone almost exclusively to the passing attack. They've run the ball just five times, thrown it nine. Yeah, I'd like to get our safeties a little deeper, give these guys some help here. Cora moving in motion out of the backfield. Ross throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. Went right through the hands of Jarrett Gibson. So it's fourth down, goal to go from the 23. And Franklin will bring in the kicking team and go for the field goal. You know, typically, Dave, a 40-yard field goal, you'd be like, boy, does he have the leg strength? But, you know, it's not going to be a factor. He's no. Gonna, you know, he, that ball is going to carry whether he can get it through the cross. The uprights or not is the main thing. This will be a 40-yard attempt. His long has been 48 this year. He's 7 for 9 in the kicking department, and that is Derek Baldwin. Baldwin, right-footed kicker. And the snap is down. Kick is up. It's got plenty of leg, and it is good. Franklin has taken the early lead. 4.47 left to go in this first quarter of play. It's now the Grizz 3, 
the Mount Nothing on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Wishbone Tavern, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Wishbone Tavern, 5251 Delhi Pike, and wishbonetavern.com. Thank you, Bearcat Storage, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Bearcat Storage, two locations on Delhi Pike, and bearcatstorage.com. Thank you, Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, 6252 Glenway Avenue, openboxoutlet.com. Thank you, Delhi Barbers, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Barbers, 402 Greenwell Avenue, and delhibarbers.com. Well, after that 40-yard field goal by Baldwin, Franklin leads it by a score of 3 to nothing with 4 minutes and 47 seconds left to go in the first quarter of play. Lions have Hunley and Turner back set to return, and the kick is taken in by Hunley at the 1. He's going to cut it up the center of the field to the 10, to the 15, gets it out to the 20-yard line where he'll be upended and brought down on the play by Keegan O'Neill out of Wabash, Indiana, which, by the way, will be hosting the Lions basketball team. How does that for a segue? <laughs> On Tuesday night, we'll have the game for you at 7 o'clock, 6.30 with the pregame show. I think you mentioned earlier, you know, Wabash finished in the final four, and yet they're picked third in their league. In the NCAC, right, behind Worcester and Ohio Northern. It tells you how strong that league is. Ohio Northern scrimmaged them out a couple of days ago. They did. Josh Taylor, the quarterback, down 3 nothing. Fake handoff. Taylor's going to keep it around the left-hand side. Picks up 5-10. Breaks a tackle to the 40. 45-50. Breaks into the clear. He's going to break it to the 20. 15-10-5. Touchdown, Josh Taylor. Unbelievable. An 80-yard run by Josh Taylor. No flags. Touchdown, Lions, and just like that, they're up on the scoreboard, 6-3. to three. Yeah, he stuck it in Cornell's gut and pulled it, and uh, they all went to Cornell, and Josh made a couple moves, and uh, they couldn't catch him. Really nice job by the Lions to respond. That was the longest touchdown run of the year by Josh Taylor. He's got 10 TDs on the rush, and Kyle Farfsing will come in. To attempt the extra point with 4.26 remaining to go in the first quarter. The holder is Patrick Murray. Good snap. Kick uh, is blocked. And it will go through the end zone. Yeah, it looked like he kicked that one kind of low, Dave. So the interior of that Franklin defensive unit came in and got the block. 4.26 remaining in the first quarter. And the Lions come away without the extra point. But they lead it 6-3. to three. And it gives us an opportunity to let you know that you're listening to Mount St. Joseph Lions football on WBTZFM 98.1 and UltimateSportsTalk.com here in Cincinnati. Glad to have you along this afternoon. Got a good contingent of Mount fans that have come down here, Chuck, to see this one this afternoon. Yeah, the visitor side's pretty filled up and uh, not the greatest day to watch a game, but, you know, when you're when you're 8-0, you know, you're coming, you know, 
rain, snow, sleet, hail, whatever, you're going to be in those stands supporting your guys. And don't forget, next week, Rose Holman comes to town. That game will be kicking off against Hanover here in about the next five, ten minutes. And they will be in Cincinnati at Schuler Field next Saturday. 1.30 with the kickoff. Hope to see you there. Because we would like to have a packed house. David will be in Cincinnati. I would expect a pooch kick at land around the 30, 25, or 30 yard line. And they're actually playing for it. Back set to return is Derek Thompson and Jarrett Gibson off this kick by Farfsing. And the Lions have got Josh Taylor holding for the kick, and it is a low line drive kick that will be picked up by Gibson at the 23. 25 cuts to the near side, 30, 35, 40, and he's going to be upended and brought down at the 43-yard line. Tackle made by Ari Turner. Actually, we hit, you know, it's a pretty nice kick, low and hard. They bobbled a little bit, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we just, our coverage has not been great. They're out the 43-yard line. 418 left to go in the first quarter. Lions lead it 6-3. Boy, they have got the best of both worlds right now, Chuck. If they can get through this first quarter without the win right. and the, the lead. lead. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Defense has been playing well, really, except for the one miracle catch and a great catch they made. Ross moves Thompson in motion now and hands it off to Cora around the right side. Now he cuts it back up the middle and he's going to be hit right at the line and dropped immediately. Boy, nice play defensively by Chandler Rutherford. Yeah, we bottled that up really well. Saw it from the beginning. Second and ten, no gain. Hammond, Tucker, Rutherford, and Brophy along that front line. It is Owens, Schlinsker, and Wright at the linebackers. Owens, Price, Dunworth, and Starks are the defensive unit for the Lions here this afternoon. Coming up to the line of scrimmage is Cora. It'll be second down and about 10 yards to go. Dropping back is the quarterback, Ross. Throws it upfield, it's Good incomplete. Oh, oh, and now a flag no. is going to be thrown late by the back judge. The official, the side judge, was right there within 10 yards of it. And now they're going to come together and yeah, talk and see. Boy, the, the guy who was 10 yards from it said no flag. The back judge, 30 yards away from oh, it, threw boy. the flag. Oh, boy, boy, hop is hop. He should be. He should be. And we're going to watch the replay here to see what it looks like. So it'll be first down after the 15-yard penalty down to the 42-yard line. Franklin. Oh, I, I didn't see it. anything on that, Dave. It didn't look like there was anything <laughs> looking at it in live motion. And Ross, fake handoff, throws out to the left-hand side to Gibson. He's going to be hit right at first, then spins away from another tackle. Gets away from Price to the 30, and he's inside the 30 at the 28-yard line, and that's going to be a 14-yard reception and a first down. Yeah, we missed two tackles there. We had him bottled up for no gain and just missed two tackles. 3.15 left to go in the first quarter. Lions lead at 6-3. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Dawson Delape. Delape out there. Gibson is slot right. The tight end is Rias Moore off the right side. Handoff goes to Cora. Cora takes it inside the 25 to the 24-yard line. That'll be a gain of about four on the play and brings up second down. Second down, call it a long six yards to go. 
Yeah, we bottled up the running game pretty good. You know, really two big plays, one the pass play and then one, you know, the interference. Delape out wide to the left. Now Gibson is going to switch and go to the right-hand side. So is Delape as they got off center. Play clock down to eight, so Franklin still with plenty of time to get everybody situated. And the pitch out goes to Thompson. Thompson's going to get hit by Declan Brophy and brought down from behind after about a yard gain on the play, Chuck. Yeah, really nice. Again, bottling up that running game. We got third and long, about third and seven, third and six. Two minutes to go in the quarter. Yeah, we, we, that can't go fast enough for us to get the win. <laughs> third down, six yards to go. That's a long six, a short seven. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Wright. He leads them second in their team on receptions with 26. And Jared Gibson is out wide to the right with 46 receptions. Ross is going to keep it himself. He's going to take it right up the middle to the 20-yard line on the RPO. He's going to pick up, call it about four yards on the carry, and it brings up fourth down. They're going to bring the field goal unit in. It's kind of one of those tweeners. I mean, yeah, they can tie us, but, boy, when we get the wind, they're not going to beat us kicking field goals, I can tell you that. Fourth down, call it three yards to go. And coming in to attempt the field goal will be Derek Baldwin. He's already hit a 40-yarder today. This one's going to be placed at the 27-yard line, so it will be a 37-yard attempt. Baldwin, sidewinder from the right side. Ball right in the center of the field, wind at his back. Good snap, kick is up. Baldwin kicks it right through the uprights Good kicker. for the field goal. And that makes it a one point, or check that, a tie ball game now at 6-6 six, six, with 54 seconds remaining to go in this first quarter of play. Well, that kind of controversial penalty gave them three points. Uh, I'm not so sure about that one, but uh, we got to move on. Now, I am always a definite territorial guy when it comes to referee. <laughs> When you're 30 yards away and the guy 10 yards away let it go, maybe it's best to keep that flag in your hip pocket and use it just to blow your nose. Yeah, the only, yeah, it, 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 the guy, he's right on top of it. The only thing I could think of is that maybe he thought he hooked him and the other official was blocked off. I, that's the only thing I can think of because well, it was just, it didn't, you know, on the replay watching it, it not the greatest view, but it didn't look like really anything. Again, a little hand fighting. I mean, you got to let him play. So coming in to kick the ball away is Baldwin. Check that. Gabe Crutchfield is going to kick it now. Crutchfield will kick it. Back set to return Hunley. Let it go. And Turner. And Turner's going to let it go over his head and through the end zone for a touchback. 54 seconds remaining. We are tied up at six. Did you happen to have an Ohio State score? I'm, I'm clicking it right now. It's 7-7. Just started the third quarter. Another well-coached game by Ryan Day. It looks like uh, <laughs> and Ohio State has the win in the third quarter, so they better make some noise this quarter. In Chicago, and it's always windy yeah. in Chicago. So it's windy first City. down 10 from the 25-yard line. And the handoff goes to Cornell Beecham, and Beecham right up the middle gets hit at the line and dropped immediately. No gain on the play, and a nice tackle by Shea McGrath, junior defensive end. If I'm the Lions here, I'm making sure no matter what, I get into the second quarter before I have to punt. I don't want two incomplete passes here, and you got to punt into the wind. 30 seconds 
to go. This could conceivably be the final play of the quarter. I'd run it here, make sure I got into the second quarter. Beecham to the right out of the pistol with Taylor. Taylor takes the snap, hand off Beecham, right up the middle. He's got it to the 25, and he takes it out to the 30-yard line for a gain of about six on that carry, and that should do it for the end of the first quarter of play, and it will. We played one on a windy Saturday afternoon in Franklin, Indiana, and you can hear the winds rustle. Your score, it is Franklin 6, the Mount 6 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said... You are the picture of health. You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Well, we are in the second quarter, and Chuck, for some reason, we're not switching into the field. Dropping back is Taylor. Taylor is going to tuck it under. He's going to get hit and drop for a two-yard loss. I'm assuming Franklin called a timeout before that. Now it's the end of the first yeah. quarter. Uh, they had to call timeout with four seconds. If they were going to call timeout, they should have called timeout a lot earlier than that. Oh and I think that's a smart move, except they did it too late. So we're going to get the kick with the win, so that was really a waste of timeout. Well, we're going to keep it right here while we had the opportunity. That was a poor job of officiating yeah, they to let everybody know what right. was going on. Nobody said anything. There was no announcement. Like I said, it, it, it was the right idea. They just waited way too long to do it. Well, it is 6-6 six, six as we head to the second quarter plate now. We will switch ends of the field. That's why, you know, again, I'm going to go back. To, I think it's going to be critical to have the win in the fourth quarter. Boy, I, I, you know, so we'll have to see how that all turns out. I, I agree with you right now, Chuck. I mean, now you've got a fourth down, ten yards to go as we head into the second quarter of play. The Lions now will have the wind to their back. And Ryan Murray will come in to punt it away. He is... Had a couple of clunkers, but yeah. that's only because the wind. He's averaging just 23 yards a punt on two punts. Let's hope this one's a little better. Gibson is back set to return at about his own 20-yard line. He'll be punting it away from the 28. Murray, as we start the second quarter of action, good snap. Ryan's going to get it away, and it is a nice end-over-end kick that will go out of bounds near the 25-yard line, and they will spot it right at the 24-yard line on the play. So a 24-yard, 24 yards is where they'll get it. No return, that's good, so. Defense keep playing well, let's get, let's make them punt into the wind, and then we'll give a short feed. That's a 48-yard punt by Ryan. No return, ball at the 24-yard line. 
And now Franklin will be heading into the wind. And let's see if they change their offensive philosophy. Now they're bringing in a new running back, Cam Jennings, a sophomore, 5'9", 190 pounds, number 22. Jennings in, they move Cora out to a slot receiver. On the right-hand side, and the handoff goes to Jennings off the right side. He's going to get hit and dropped after about a two-yard gain across the 25 out to the 26. Boy, that was a nice run by Jennings. Probably just trying to get a change of pace. Alan Hensel trying to get somebody in there with a little more speed. Ohio State and Northwestern tied at seven with ten minutes to go in the third quarter of play. As I said, the Buckeyes have the win, so they better do something this quarter. Jennings stays in the ball game. Got three receivers out wide to the near side. Handoff goes to Jennings around the right side, and he's going to get hit. There's a hold and a block in the back, and he's going to be brought down at about the 28-yard line, maybe about a yard gain. Deshaun Starks made the tackle, and now Deshaun is up and hobbling away from the scrum. It is a hold against Franklin. Back him up. From the 26-yard line, that'll take him all the way back to the 16. And... With 14.07 left to go. And Ohio State just dropped a sure touchdown pass. Boy, it's been a bad day for the Buckeyes. Jennings will stay in the backfield. Dylan McKinney comes out wide to the left-hand side. Gibson slot right. Excuse me, McKinney out to the right-hand side. Near side. McKinney out slot to the right. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Ross drops back on second and Turn around. about 20, and that pit ball is knocked away and incomplete. Tried to go to right up the far side, and it was good defense by the Lions. Austin Price. That Austin, I couldn't see the number there, so third and long. So third down, call it about 18 yards to go. Scoreboard has it. Third down, 18 yards to go. And again, the clock stops, which is even better for us. 13.54 at halftime. We will preview the Bengals game tomorrow against the Panthers and also this afternoon's game between Tennessee and Georgia. Handoff up the middle to Jennings on third and 18, and he's going to be stacked up, brought down right at the 20. That's a gain of about four on the play. Fourth down. 14 yards to go, and Franklin will be forced to punt the football away. And again, the Lions defense continues to shine. Really, really playing well here today. Just the one big play uh, on offense for Franklin. Steve McNeely kind of took his time taking the offense off the field. Up there for a second, they might dare fate and try to go for it, but now they bring in yeah, now the punter. We're, now we're too deep. He's got to scoot up. Hunley. Back at about his own 40-yard line. They'll punt the ball away yeah, he's at his from the 20. He's way too deep. And way it is a Get high short kick. The wind got that one. Bounces in Mount Territory across the 50 and will be down at the 40-yard line. That'll be a 40-yard punt against the wind, Chuck. Again, we're, we're way too deep. Play shallow, catch it on the run, and don't allow that 10, 15-yard bounce. We're really... Uh, well, we're just not doing a good job with or against the win with judgments. Taylor, two for four passing, comes onto the field with that one interception, 38 yards, but on the ground, five carries, 109 yards. 
and the touchdown run. We are tied at six with 13 minutes exactly to go. Lions have the ball at their own 45-yard line. Franklin in that 4-3-4 defense. Taylor's going to take it, throw over the middle, and it is through the hands of the intended receiver, Jake Ayler, incomplete. Josh has got to take just a little bit off yeah, of that Yeah, that was another fastball, too. and It was kind of tight coverage and uh, maybe ill-advised throw, but second it's down. Like today and last week, it looks like he's been trying to throw the ball through a brick wall every pass. Second down, 10 yards to go after the incompletion. Handoff goes to Beecham off the right side, across the 45, out to the 48-yard line. That's a three-yard gain, and third down, seven yards to go for a Lion first down. We just can't seem to get Cornell going yet, but he'll give him his touches. He'll hit a home run here soon. Omar Porter is out wide to the right-hand side. Lions bring trips out to the near side. York, Brock, and Ayler. Beecham stays in the ballgame to the right of Taylor. Ball on the far hash mark on third down, seven yards to go. Snap goes to Taylor, drops back, rolls to his right, looks upfield, throws it up the sideline, incomplete. Boy, nice job by the defense out there, Kahari Jackson at corner to knock that ball away from Porter, incomplete. Yeah, really nice coverage there. Nobody's really open. He tried to get it in there, but you know, I didn't see Joey Newton out there, and I haven't seen him in the last couple of... Yeah, he's been out. Okay, okay. He just wasn't in for that down. No. Because he's usually the third down guy. So, Ryan Murray again will come in to punt the football away. Dropping back set to return is Jared Gibson, number 21. Murray will punt it away from his 48-yard line. He gets that one high end over end kick. They're going to let it bounce at the 10. It's going to take a Franklin bounce to go into the end zone for the touchback. Very smart play by him. You know, just threw the fair catch up knowing he wasn't going to do it. And again, with the win, that's what I want us to do when we're against the win. Just let it bounce and go in the end zone. 52-yard kick. Yeah. No return, but yeah, the touchback. Yeah, yeah. Takes it to the 20-yard line. And now Franklin will have it out at the 20-yard line. We're in a tie ball game at six apiece. And the good thing is it's still 12 minutes to go in the half, so we still got a lot of time with the win. Ross, the quarterback, five for 13, passing 58 yards. Cora, six carries, just 10 yards on the ground, their leading ground gainer. Ross hands it off to Cora. Cora tried to go up the middle, now cuts it to the left, to the 20, maybe the 21-yard line where he is finally brought down on the play. Dave, both teams are really struggling running the ball, and really, Franklin, they, we, we've been really stout against the run. They just can't move us. So it is second down. They gave him about a half yard on that play. So it's second down. Call it a long nine yards to go. Franklin looking over to the sideline for the play. Play clock down to 12. Game clock right at 11.29. Second down a long nine. Ross takes it. Hands it off to Cora off the left side. Got away from a couple of tacklers. Dove forward to the 25-yard line. That's a gain of four. And it is third down and five yards to go for a Franklin Grizz first down. Bring in a couple more receivers. 
Ball right at the 25-yard line. Big third down here. Got to get off the field. So they take their tight end out, bring in four new receivers. Nope, they got their tight end in. That's Matt Neely, but he's out in the slot. So they've got a spread formation, five receivers, one running back. Dropping back is the quarterback, Ross. Looks up the left side. Caught by Gibson, and he's got the first down at the 31-yard line. He knew exactly where the sticks were, and he went there, caught the ball, first down, Franklin. Yeah, nice throwing catch. Kind of had him, he just fell forward for the first down. interesting, Dave. These officials, they, they don't even wait for the chains to get set. No. They just start the clock, and I, I guess that's a new mechanic or something, but it used to be you had to get the chains set. The whole be, thing is, get the games over yeah, early. Yeah. That, that's the whole thing. I'd be curious anymore. to ask a, you know, an assigner or somebody what, what the thought is on that. So, Cora comes around the right side after the handoff. And then the Lions, good pursuit, yeah. and he's going to be brought down. Anthony Wright actually brought him down, but also in the midst of making that tackle, got hit with a heel in his jaw. And they're going to spot him right about at the 32-yard line. And that is about a yard gain on the play. 9.43 and running left to go in the first half. Coming up on our halftime show, a preview of the Tennessee-Georgia game and the Bengals-Panthers tomorrow. Boy, the Bengals did not look good on they did not. Thursday night. They did not. Or, excuse me, Monday, Monday night, night against yeah. the Browns. And Ross handoff goes to Cora. Um, broke the tackle. Check that. That's Jennings. And Jennings, change of pace back, took it across the 40, out to the 41-yard line. And he's got enough for a first down after a nine-yard game. And now they're getting that running game going a little bit, and that keeps the clock moving. I would anticipate them sticking with that. So it's first down for Franklin as they continue to move the football. First and 10 from their own 41-yard line. Taking a lot of the 40-second clock, too, which is smart. Play clock down to 12 as they look things over. Ross drops straight back, looks over the middle, and it was botted down at the line of scrimmage. Not sure who got their yeah. big paws up yeah, in the air. Looked like it might have been Rutherford. Yeah, it could have been. That's, that's big, so that's second and 10, and it stops the clock. So Rutherford looked like he might have gotten his hands on it. Second down, 10 yards to go for a Lion first down. Or excuse me, for a Franklin first down. Jennings stays in the ball game at the running back position. Gibson and Wright are out wide to the left-hand side. And the handoff goes to Jennings off the right side, takes it up to the 42. Anthony Wright on the tackle. It's a gain of about a yard. Nice one-on-one -on -one tackle there. So they're third and long. Third down, nine yards to go. Jennings is going to stay in the ball game. Cora is off the field right now. Jennings, 22. They're going to send right out wide to the left-hand side. And coming out to the near side is Jarrett Gibson. Gibson slot to the right-hand side, third down nine. Ross looks to the left-hand side, and it is going to be incomplete. Deshaun Starks went for the ball and broke it up. Yep. Wind kind of held that pass up a little bit, so they're going to be forced to punt into the wind here. You know, I got, a, got an opportunity here, Chuck. 
the left guard for Franklin has got one of the best names in the Heartland Conference. Number 56 is Justin Case. <laughs> Gotta love that name. Imagine if he was the backup, as we were talking about earlier. Right, yeah, that's... Yep. Fourth down, nine yards to go, and coming in to punt the ball away is Boswell. Yeah. Boswell Again, punts it away into the wind, and Hunley is going to let it bounce at the 22-yard line, and it'll bounce inside the 20 and take a roll to the 15-yard line with 7.45 left to go in this first half of action. Your score, we're all knotted up at 6 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Delhi Liquor Store, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Liquor Store, 5193 Delhi Pike and Delhi Well, as you said, Chuck, the officials barely let the yard markers get set before they put the ball ready to play after that punt for the Lions back at their own 13 yard line. Taylor, the quarterback, with the running back, looks like Beecham off to the right side of him. And Taylor's going to keep it himself right up the middle, and there just is nothing there, and he's going to be thrown back. Maybe got a yard gain out to the 16-yard line. Yeah, I think Mo McKenzie's in there right now for Cornell. Uh, but, you know, you think about they haven't done much on offense. Franklin, we've got the 80-yard run. Other than that, that's pretty much all we've done. Yep. Second down, nine yards to go in what has been surprisingly a defensive struggle. Taylor has got McKenzie in the backfield to the left at him. Out of the pistol. Handoff goes to McKenzie right up the middle. Spins forward to the 19. That's a gain of three. Beecham is in the ball game. He's out of the receiver spot. You know, we talked, Chuck, about how Franklin had to make this an ugly game and hold the Lions to, you know, very little total offense. And right now, that's what they've done. The Lions total offense-wise in this ball game, just 161 yards. Yeah, 80 on one play. Yeah. Third down and still no Joey Newton. 6.35 left to go in this first half. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor is going to roll out to the left, trying to direct traffic. Tucks it under to the 25, to the 30, 35, 40. Cuts it to the middle, to the 50, and he's going to be upended and brought down near the 50-yard line on the play. That's going to be a 31-yard run by Taylor. Great decision by Josh. Nobody's open down the field, takes off running, and actually they had an angle on him. I didn't know if he could make it. He just outran him, and now we're on their side of the field at the 47. Correction, 34-yard run by Josh Taylor. So he's had two big runs today of 80 and 34. On the game so far, Taylor, 108 yards rushing. First and 10 for the Lions in Franklin territory at the 47. Now Holtz into the ball game at the backfield position. Dropping back Taylor. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got a receiver, yeah. Hunley. And Hunley said he was grabbed, yeah. but he was way, way away from that ball being completed. Incomplete. Lions again trying to go deep with the wind to their backs. Yep. We said before the game, Dave, we would be in a dogfight today, and boy, we certainly are. Second down, 10 yards to go. Holt stays in the ball game for the Lions at the running back position. 
Beecham is out slot left. They've taken McKenzie out of the ballgame. Pollard wide left. Fake handoff. Taylor looks over the middle, and he underthrew the intended receiver, Omar Porter, on the slant in. Yeah, he threw that in the ground. Dave, I don't know. We have not seen Joey Newton in the last couple of series, two, three series, so I, I don't know what's wrong. You know, he's the third down money guy, and I, I just don't see him. Yeah, I don't even see him over on the sideline right now. There's, okay. there's Jake, there's Joey Newton. I see him standing over there by okay. quarterback's coach Charlie Mullins near about the 38-yard line on the far side. Holt, the running back, third down 10. Taylor rolls out to the right on play action. Pumps, now throws it deep, and it's going to be caught, but out of bounds to Omar Porter, incomplete. Those plays are tough. You cut the field in half or maybe even cut it to a third, and that just, it just doesn't give you much room to operate. Ryan's punted probably today is, today as much as he had of us all year combined. Absolutely. Five and a half remaining in the first half. We're tied at six. Ryan averaging 36 and a half yards per punt today. And he'll be punting this one away from the 48-yard line. Dropping back as Gibson set to return. Murray looking to get the snap, high snap, but he brought it down. And the kick is a low-line drive kick. It's going to go into the end zone. That'll be a 48-yard punt, but no return. But with a net of only about 28, 28 yeah. yards. It's, it's just tough because even if you you try to get it up in the air, but, you know, good decision by Franklin. Just let it go like we talked about from the very first uh, minute of the game. Chuck, we said at the beginning in the pregame show they need to run over 200 yards to have a chance to win Franklin and to hold the Lions under 300 yards in total offense. They're going to have to cause turnovers, three at the most, or at the least, I thought, and be able to score. This has been a physical ball game, but it is not what we anticipated. So it'll be Ross starting it out at the 20, hands it off to Cora, and Cora is going to be bottled up and brought down near the 18-yard line, lost two on the run. That's Jackson Pruitt. 5.13 left to go. And we have all of our timeouts, so at the end of the half, we can use them to stop the clock with the wind. Five minutes exactly left to go in this first half. Dave, Ohio State jumped out 14-7, but the third quarter's coming to an end. So with it, they have the Ross. win, so they better get another team. Ross, fake handoff. He's going to roll it around the left-hand side. He'll be hit at the 22 and dropped right there. Boy, the Lions sniffed that one out, too. Coming up and making the play for the Lions was Nick Nicholas Paff. Paff, the yeah. linebacker freshman. His dad was a quarterback back here back in the 90s from Elder High School. Nice play. He tried to go east-west to outrun Paff, and he couldn't do it. Paff also went to Elder yeah, High School. Yeah, both Elder High School grads. 4-14 left to go in this first half of action. Big third down here, Dave. Yep. Big third. Third down, eight yards to go from the 22-yard line in Franklin territory. Ross, the quarterback, drops back, looks up the left side, and it is going to be incomplete. Boy, coming up with a play, Dylan McKinney 
put out his left big paw, bobbled it a couple of times, almost brought it in, and then dropped it out of bounds incomplete. Mason Owens got a hand in there. Great defensive play to force this punt. That that's a big play in this half. I I feel like we're gonna get it and go down and score. So let's again let's don't let this punt bounce again. We're a little shallower now, but come up and get it. Don't let it hit the ground. Josh Taylor back up as the basic protector for the punt returner, which is odd yeah. when you've got your quarterback out there. Putting it in play will be Boswell. Boswell punts it. It is a low line drive kick to Humley. Let's bounce again at the 50, and it goes out of bounds at the 43-yard line. 35-yard punt. Yeah, Their guy's doing an excellent job in the, when he's kicking line drives, and we have not made the adjustment. And, uh, you know, 35 into the wind with no return. They'll clearly take that. Hey, Mount alumni, we have some great news for you. The Mount is now offering alumni a new 10% discount on the Master of Science and Organizational Leadership program starting in January. Earn your master's degree with a flexible virtual format in just 20 months at a 10% discounted rate. Sign up now at msj.edu slash apply. Josh Taylor takes over with the ball at the 43-yard line in the Mount Territory. Fake handoff on the RPO, and Taylor takes it right up the middle behind the left guard, and he gets it across the 45 out to the 46-yard line on the play. Yeah, that time I think he should have left it with Cornell. There was a little hole there. Once Cornell uh, scored it through there, then the, the hole closed down. 325 and running left to go in the half. We are tied at six. Cornell, Beecham, right behind Taylor in the pistol. Powell at tight end, lines up at the right side. Dropping back Taylor. Now handoff goes off to Beecham. Beecham across midfield, 45-40. Cuts back to the middle of the field to the 35-30, and he's finally brought down inside the 30 at the 31-yard line. There's that big run we've been looking for. And I noticed Joey Newton did get back in the game here, so that's good to see. 23 yards on that run by Cornell Beecham. First and 10 for the Lions in Franklin territory. 255 oh, and a lot of running. A lot of jumping going on on the offensive line. Looked like Franklin they jumped off tides. And our lineman did a nice job to move. So that's going to show that they uh, Franklin created the contact. So that should be offsides against Franklin. And it will be offsides against the Grizz. So instead of first and ten, it'll be first and five. Yeah, the playbook's open. I'd like to see him keep running it, though. Takes it down to the 21-yard line. First down, five yards to go. As they finally get the yard marker straight, the official puts the ball in play. Taylor out of the pistol. Has Beecham to the right of him. Fake handoff. Throws out to the right side. Complete on the play. And it is a wide open receiver inside the five. Down to the three-yard line for the Lions. And that is Cam York. Yep. Made a nice catch, made a guy miss, and now we're knocking at the door. Looks like we're about to what the three. 225 left to go. They're gonna put it right at the two-yard line. First and goal. Beach him to the left of Taylor. Taylor is gonna keep it himself up the middle. Touchdown, Lions! Big, big run by Josh Taylor, and the Lions have regained the lead now at 12-6. to six. That goes back to that big third down stop by Coach Thompson's defense to allow us to get the ball back. Big third down stop. We take it down. I had a feeling we were going to get on score, so now we've got to make this PAT. 
to go Fire up seven. The last time he tried this, it got blocked in the center of the line. And they hit a little penetration, but it, I think it was kicked low. Farsing with Murray, the holder. Low snap, but Patrick got it down, and the kick is up, and good. We've got two minutes, 13 seconds remaining in the half. It's now the Mount 13 and the Grizzlies 6 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, NYPD Pizza, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. NYPD Pizza, 5329 Foley Road, and NYPDPizza.com. You're a Lions fan. Own it. And we are the radio home of Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Football, basketball, wrestling, volleyball, softball, baseball. We are Cincinnati's sports website and also the home of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night during the baseball season. We are the home of the Mount St. Joseph Lions, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Chuck Murray right back here at Fout Stadium on the campus of Franklin University. We've got a good one going here. The Lions lead it 13-7 and they will kick it off. Dropping back set to return. Gibson and Thompson near the goal line. Farsing approaches the football. Low line drive kick that will go through the end zone. And it will be a touchback. So what I'd like to see here, Dave, I'm assuming Franklin's going to come out running the ball, and I would use our timeouts to try to get the ball back to try to go up two scores. Well, we've got all three of them left. Yeah, I, I know kind of how we've done that in the past, but that would be my thought. Two minutes, 13 seconds left to go. This wind is too much of an advantage to not take advantage of it. I agree. So we'll see what Franklin does, but I would assume they're going to try to run the clock out. Ross is in the backfield now for... The Grizz along with Cora. Cora out of the pistol formation, lines up to the right-hand side, and he gets the handoff up the middle. He'll take it across the 25 and up near the 30-yard line. That's a gain of about five. That's the best first down run they've had, Chuck, in a long time. Yeah, I'd, I'd really put a bunch of guys up here. They're going to run it again, see what happens on this down and whether I use my timeout or not. Yeah, they're going to bleed it. Play clock down to 25, game clock at a minute 45. And it depends what happens on this play, whether you use your timeouts or not. Second down, five yards to go. Nice job by Franklin bleeding the clock. Down to nine seconds on the play clock. Hand off Cora. Cora gets hit at the line of scrimmage. No gain. Yep. Good, good, and good now call. The we call the timeout. We'll really take nice their job. timeout. Really nice job there. Big third down here. Third down for Franklin. It'll be third down five with a minute 26 left to go in this first half. It is 13 to 13-6. The Lions lead it on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University, where Division III champions are made. We coach our Lions to become leaders who will win on the field and in their career. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Are you ready to compete with the heart of a lion and become our next champion? Learn more at msjlions.com. Thank you, Del High Skyline Chile, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98.
Delhi Skyline, 5137 Delhi Pike, and SkylineChili.com. Lions leading at 13 6. It's third down five for Franklin from their own 30 yard line. Dropping back is Ross. Heavy rush throws it away. The Lions defensive pressure came up on the blitz. That was Noah Hammond. Forced Ross to throw it early. It's fourth down five. And now Franklin will have to punt the football away. It saves us a timeout, too. So it's the best of both worlds. Now we got to come up and field this on a fly. We cannot continue to play back and let that ball bounce around for 35, 40 yards. Lions bring in Zakeem Hunley again. To now he's about where he should be. Now he's about where he should be. To return this punt on the play by Boswell. Boswell will kick it away. Got the snap. Kicks it. It's going to be knocked down by the wind again from and be stopped and downed at the 42-yard line. All right, Dave. Two 27 yards on the punt. Yep, two timeouts, and we got a shot here with the wind. You know, Kyle can make a 50-yarder. So 108 left to go in the half, Chuck. 13-6. Lions lead it, and they have the football. It'll be curious on first downs that these officials started before they set the chains here with a minute to go. Hopefully, they don't. And now the chains are set. And they mark it now for play. So a minute to go in this first half. Taylor with Beecham to the right. Ball at the 42-yard line in Mount Territory. They've got 58 yards to go. Rolling out to the right. Taylor throws over the middle. Got the catch inside. Territory, Franklin Territory by Cam York at the 43-yard line. Uh, the official held at that time until he's waiting for the chains to be set, so that's the way you're supposed to do it. What a catch by Cam York on the play. Trips out to the right-hand side, clock moving. Taylor looks to the left-hand side this time, and that time it got down on the play by one of the defensive linemen for the Grizz. That's their star linebacker, Demarion Newell. Okay, yeah, nice play. Okay, we still good. 50 seconds to go. Excuse me, it was Shea McGrath that got his hands on that one. 50.2 seconds to go. Brock's into the ballgame now. Joey Newton's in. Cam York. Powell at tight end on the left-hand side. Beecham to the left of Taylor out of the pistol. 13-6 Lions. Ball at the 44-yard line of Franklin. Dropping back on second and 10. Trailer. Protection. Great protection. He's going to throw it deep. He's got Newton in the end zone. Oh, oh he's oh. in by two yards. Oh. oh, my. Newton was wide open in the end zone. And Taylor just put too much air under it. The yeah. wind caught it yep. and overthrew him by a couple. Yeah, you know, the, the wind is really playing havoc with both teams. And... Dave, typically you don't see this type of win. It's hard that you don't get the practice in this. It's just really hard to adjust. And doggone it, that would have been a big play. That would have been. Brock is back into the ball game. York out wide right. Slot left is Brock Hunley to the near side. Zakeem wide left. Taylor with Beecham. Handoff goes to Beecham, and he's going to be stacked up and brought right down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I don't like that call. On 32 seconds to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that at all. Actually, the down marker said it was fourth down. And we're just going to let it run out, and Franklin's going to be thrilled to death with that. So we're going to go into halftime with a seven-point lead. Yeah, I, I thought that was very, very concerning. Yeah, it's going to mark it back to the 45-yard line. 
and so it'll be fourth down 11, eight seconds to go. That'll be the final play of the first half of action. Coming up at halftime, we'll preview the Tennessee-Georgia matchup No, wait a minute, hold it. We called timeout, which I think is smart. We're going to throw a Hail Mary here with two seconds and see what happens. Two seconds, all right. So the Lions will have the football. Two seconds to go, fourth down 11. And maybe, they'll probably just, like you said, throw up a Hail Mary. Yeah, maybe you get an interference call 15 yards closer. Kyle could kick a field goal, but that's a smart play. Hindsight being 20-20, Franklin should have maybe called a timeout earlier because we couldn't have did it with 10, 20 seconds to give them a shorter field. So see what happens, but that's what I expect. Well, on the other side of the coin, Chuck, could you bring in Farsing to attempt a field goal? I think it's 62 yards now with the wind. That's that's still a big ass. Plus, coming out of there low, maybe blocked. You know that that would be a risk. And but, I, but I like what they did here. Call you know they're going to throw Mary. Now they're going to have receivers out wide on both sides. Lions come back out after that timeout. Yeah, Franklin, they're playing way deep. But if he's got time, yep. it so Franklin is going to set safeties back all the way inside the 10 yard line. Taylor looking things over, out of the pistol. He's got McKenzie in the backfield with him. Now they're going to call timeout. Now they will. Beecham is out wide to the left, by the way. They wanted to see what the Lions had drew up. And now Franklin will use a timeout also. It was an interesting formation that the Lions had. They had two receivers out wide to the far side. Beecham to the near side with McKenzie in the backfield. I think they want Moe in for a little bit of extra protection there to give Josh time enough to kind of step up in the pocket and throw that long high ball. Yeah, he's got to give the receivers time to get downfield, get into the end zone. Right now, they're at the 45-yard line. So you figure he's got to have at least four seconds right. to right. get them down into the end zone. Boy, what a first half this has been. Lions lead at 13-6. to six. Not quite what we expected, but the Lions right now are on top of things. Taylor comes out. They're going to send Powell, the tight end, on the left-hand side. Ball's right smack dab in the middle of the field. Beecham comes out to the near side. Two receivers out wide to the far side in Porter and York. He can beat a guy over the middle. He, he can make a guy miss. Dropping back Taylor. Rolls back. Looks deep, now looks over the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle yeah. to Beecham, underthrew him, and it's incomplete, and that will do it at the end of the first half of play. But in the first half, the Lions have with come back and taken the lead as we head into halftime, your score. It's now the Mount 13 and the Grizzlies 6 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Bearcat Storage, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Bearcat Storage, two locations on Delhi Pike and BearcatStorage.com. Action. Eh. Using gay to mean dumb or stupid, not cool. Not in my house, not anywhere. Words have consequences, you know, so we, we're accountable for the things that we say and and words have meaning. And so we have to be careful with the things that we say and be sensitive to others. And so hopefully we can get that across. For someone like Grant Hill to say, and I believe it's wrong, um, and I want you to stop doing it, um, I think is very powerful. It's not creative. It's offensive to gay people. And you're better than that. 
When it comes to you know, homophobic in, in the sports world, it's come a long way, and I think that people are realizing that you have to respect one another. You have to respect people's values and what they are, because we're not here to judge, and I think it's, it's critical to start the standard for people that are in kindergarten, first, second grade, and it starts with the NBA, because uh, a lot of these people, you look up to the stars, these role models, and kids want to be you, and if they see how you're acting towards this, um, it definitely will sway a lot of people. With small class sizes, over 22 different NCAA Division III men's and women's athletic teams, an eSports team, a vibrant arts and theater program, and dozens of student clubs and campus activities, you'll be sure to find your place at the Mount. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount. Visit our website at msj.edu slash admissions. In the game of life, it's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how high you can fly. It's not how fast you can run. Or how many touchdowns you can score that matters. It's really how you play the game that counts. Because the game only lasts four quarters. For a few years. For that moment in time. Good sportsmanship. 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 Lasts a lifetime. Once again, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Franklin Field, where the Lions are taking on the Franklin Grizz this afternoon. A lot of games going on in Division I college football today, including the Ohio State-Northwestern game that got underway at noon. When we return, we will give you all of the scores in Division I. Noon starts, and that will be later on in our halftime show. But coming up later on today, one of the big games in the nation, Georgia, taking on Tennessee. What a game this one should be. And we go to the ESPN game day crew to preview this ball game. Tennessee at Georgia. Georgia, I put in the email when I sent this to you an uh, an eight and a half point favorite. I just checked. The line has shifted down to eight. So we'll, we'll keep it that. Georgia, eight point favorite for college game day. Let's do Pete Bill Reese. I'm taking the balls and I'm taking them to win. I'm going to take him a win outright. Like uh, I, I'm not in, I'm not involved in the Superdog shenanigans, but I feel like where Tennessee is strongest, Georgia is weakest, and that's on the perimeter. And too many teams that don't have Tennessee's skill felt like they could exploit that Georgia perimeter. So I am, uh, I am staying with Hyatt. I am riding with uh, Cedric Tillman, and I am taking Tennessee for the seismic upset that would <laughs> likely cement them in the sec title game and and really barring anything unforeseen give them a playoff bid yeah i'm gonna i mean it'd be it'd feel really weird not picking tennessee right now just because i mean they've already won the biggest tennessee florida game in 20 years they've won the biggest tennessee alabama game in like 30 years uh they had the perfect trap game set up last week with a really physical team that seemed to be able to challenged them in a lot of ways that maybe they hadn't been challenged and they played their best game of the season by far uh in destroying kentucky so i mean they're, they're just they're rolling right now and i'm going to pick against them i'm going with georgia uh because i just think they're better still um i think this is georgia's had you know georgia's biggest issue this year is just attention span issues as much as anything like they once they decide okay well it's time to go score they go score every single time and their defense obviously without nolan smith um that's going to be we're going to find out if Tennessee can force them to blitz a little bit they don't really blitz they don't really pressure the quarterback they just let you commit to what you're doing and then they pursue with you know absurd speed and gang tackle and all those things that those Alabama defenses used to do so um we're going to find out exactly how much you can test them uh, especially on the edge like Pete said I'm, I'm just going to 
this is like my old Alabama rule. When in doubt, pick the pick the heavyweight and until you have a reason not to. So I'm going Georgia. I was really hoping when you said it would be weird to pick against Tennessee. I had the line loaded up in my head and everything. I was going to say, well, let's get weird. Because <laughs> I already did. But, yeah, because I, I'm picking Georgia. Um, all of the things are true about Tennessee. They're definitely there's definite 2019 LSU vibes with this team, with the old quarterback and the explosive receivers and sort of uh, rising up out of nowhere. Um, but I think, I think Georgia has been overlooked and underappreciated and, and weaknesses overly magnified. And I think that they, they have a little bit of an attitude about it. And the one thing that no one has been able to do this year is to make Hendon Hooker get rid of it and fit it in the keyhole. I'm going to gamble that that Georgia can do that. I wish the spread were a little smaller, to be honest, because I do think Tennessee is going to put up probably minimum 31 points. Going to take four in the neighborhood of 40 to win it at least. Um, so I'm worried. I'm worried about the number for sure. But I'm picking Georgia to win, and if I'm going to do that, I'm not going to worry about the numbers, so I'll take the dogs to cover it probably barely if they do. Now, elsewhere in games that will start at 3.30, Michigan State will be playing at Illinois. Oklahoma State goes to Kansas. Oregon will be at Colorado. Penn State travels to Indiana. And it will be UCF at Memphis. And other games that will be happening tonight in the top 25, Arizona will be traveling to Utah. Big game going on in the Big 8 conference where the Texas Longhorns will be playing Kansas State. That game will kick off at 7 o'clock. Another big game out of the SEC tonight. That'll have number 6 Alabama playing at number 10 LSU. Clemson goes to Notre Dame. Clemson ranked 4th in the country. Also tonight, a couple of more big games. Michigan will be at Rutgers. That game kicks off at 7.30. At 10.30 tonight, 12th ranked UCLA will be at Arizona State. And 9th ranked USC will entertain California. A lot of games going on in the NFL tomorrow, including the Bengals trying to get back into the left-hand column as they will be on at home tomorrow at Paul Brown Stadium, or Paycor Stadium, if you will, and they will be taking on the Carolina Panthers. CBS Sports has a preview of that ballgame. The Carolina Panthers hit the road. They're off to Cincinnati to play a Bengals squad having to figure out how to win without its star receiver. Right when it looked like the Bengals had it going, the wheels fell off. Panthers secondary squaring off with a dazed and confused Joe Burrow. His week eight stat line may not look like trash, but he padded his numbers in garbage time. When the game mattered, Burrow was getting sacked left and right, failing on third down, got picked off. On first down, that was tipped. Burrow still won't have Jamar Chase this week, but it's not like he's working with Turk and Dorian. He just has to connect with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins earlier in the game this time around. Burrow end zone wide open touchdown. Tyler Boyd. Burrow protected gets hit a bit. Higgins what a catch! Wow touchdown Cincinnati. Which version of the Carolina pass defense shows up for this one? The one that gave up three touchdowns and a rating over a hundred to Marcus Mariota and Week Eight. Play fake, end zone, touchdown, Kyle Pitts. 
or the one that's held QBs to a sub-90 rating in 2022, sports a cornerback, J.C. Horn, who's holding signal callers to a 40.5 rating. This is J.C. Horn off the edge. He tips it, and the Panthers pick it off. Bengals offense is susceptible to handing out bags even when it's not Halloween. Burrow sacked five times last week, 30 times for the year, second most in the NFL. What a night for this defense and the defensive front for the Cleveland Browns. He will face a blitz-heavy pass rush this week. Panthers have sent an extra body to hunt the QB over 33% of the time. 30-plus is a lot. Will that lead to sacks, though? Only Panther to make it home with regularity has been Brian Burns. He's finished the deal five times. And now Brady under pressure, and he's brought down. Back at the 27-yard line by Brian Burns. Let's look at the other side of things now. Cincinnati's defense is dealing with a P.J. Walker who should be 2-0 on the year. Dropped that dot in Week 8 that should have won them the game. And they both let the best player for the Panthers get behind them for a 62-yard touchdown. DJ Moore, Red Foreman, would like to see you. Moore in Week 8, old-school GOAT material. Still, he will draw the most attention from the Bengals' secondary, led the team in targets in Week 8 with 11, 152 yards, 6 catches. Walker throws, it's complete! Catch made by DJ Moore. Bengals against Cleveland's top receiver last week gave up 131 yards to Amari Cooper. Look in there. Cooper, a juggle and a touchdown. Making matters worse, Cheeto Awuzie was having a great season. He was carted off last week. Bengals rush defense also on the spot. They've allowed 4.4 yards per carry on the season, gave up 4.4 to Nick Chubb, two scores over 100 yards. This offensive line's been getting it done all night. That's pretty much good night. Now they try and stop Deontay Foreman. He blew up in week eight. TD hat trick, 4.5 a run, 118 yards. Here's Foreman. Foreman inside the five, still going to the end zone. Each team's record may not be great, but both squads' divisions provide hope. Later on tomorrow in the NFL, in 1 o'clock games, Green Bay will be at Detroit. Indianapolis goes to New England. The Chargers play in Atlanta. Jacksonville hosts Las Vegas. Miami will be at Chicago. And Minnesota plays in Washington. In 4 o'clock games tomorrow afternoon, Seattle will be at Arizona. Tampa Bay entertains the Rams. And Tennessee will be at Kansas City. That game will be the Sunday night game on NBC, and the Monday night game has Baltimore going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. That'll do it for our halftime show here at Franklin Stadium in Franklin, Indiana. Chuck Murray and I will be back to take a look at the first half stats of this afternoon's ball game right after this timeout. Thank you, Wishbone Tavern, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Wishbone Tavern, 5251 Delhi Pike, and wishbonetavern.com. When I needed to renew my teaching license, Mount St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The Mount helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Thank you, Delhi Skyline Chili, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Skyline, 5137 Delhi Pike and SkylineChili.com. Well, Dave Mitchell and Chuck Murray right back here at halftime from Fout Stadium in Franklin, Indiana, the campus of 
Franklin University. And Chuck, boy, I'll tell you what, when we talked about this game, I don't think we're looking past them, but this wind just has got us in such a befuddled offensive quandrum. Yeah, I think just looking at it, like we said, you can't practice for it, but we've struggled a lot more in it than than Franklin has. They seem like they know kind of where to go, what to do, or you know, when we're fielding punts, we're way too deep against the wind. We made a bad decision to try to field a ball into the wind when Franklin kicked. Now, as it turned out, they called a, a penalty against us. So those are some of the things that we're struggling with. And we talked about it. it's It's an equalizer. I mean, let's face it, you know, we're a better team. The best team doesn't always win, but uh, it's clearly been an equalizer here today. Well, Franklin took an early 3-0 lead with 3.24 to go in the first half of action when Baldwin hit a 40-yard field goal, made it 3-0. The Lions came back in the first quarter with 4.26 remaining. Josh Taylor ran it on an 80-yard run. Farsing had his extra point block, blocked, and that made it 6-3, the mount on top of it. Baldwin then kicked another field goal, this time a 37-yarder with 54 seconds left to go in the first quarter, and that tied things up at 6. And then with 2.13 remaining to go before the half, the Lions took the lead on a Josh Taylor two-yard run. Farsing added the extra point, and the Lions led it 13-6. Check a couple of stats here that I want to go over. First of all, in this wind, only one interception and that was Josh Taylor throwing the interception in the first quarter. No fumbles, no fumbles lost in this game. Yeah, it, in the first quarter when he threw that, he broke open, but the, the wind just knocked his pass down. And then consequently in the second quarter, Joey Newton was open long, and unfortunately the wind carried that. So, again, as I mentioned, it's an equalizer. I think it's clearly affected us more than them, but, you know, they, what do they say? Both teams got to play in it. Yeah. Taylor right now has got 148 yards rushing on nine carries in the game, two touchdowns. Cornell Beecham has been held to just 46 yards rushing on eight carries. Taylor also 4 of 14 in the passing department for 71 yards and that interception, and he's been sacked once. For Franklin, Garrett Cora has 12 carries for 23 yards in the ballgame. Cam Jennings, four carries, 16 yards. Kai Ross passing, 6 of 18 for 63 yards in the ball game and receiving Jerry Gibson has caught five passes for 62 yards Cam York has caught two passes for 33 yards here's another stat too Chuck total offense Lions have run 32 plays for 262 yards while Franklin has run 37 plays for 108 yards yeah for sure you know statistically we are definitely out gaining them and everything but again the we always used to say statistics are for losers. Uh, you know, they we've held them rushing. You know, they got, what, 23, 30, 39, 45 yards rushing. I mean, so we've done a great job, and their average is under three yards a carry. So we've really bottled up the running game, and except for one or two big plays, one was a long pass play down the sideline, another was actually, uh, in my opinion, a, a bad interference call. We've really did a good job with, against them defensively. Uh, going into the second half, I say it every week, but I'm going to say it again. They're going to take the ball. I would take the win in the fourth quarter with as big a factor as it is. But we'll see what Coach Hopperton and the staff decide to do. Here's another thing. Coming into this game, Chuck, the Lions offense was 47 of 89 on third down conversions for 53%. More than half of what they have faced, they have converted into a first down. Today, they're just one of seven. 
Well, I think, and that goes back to one out of seven, partly due to the win. But the other thing is, that's why we only have 13 points. We're just not converting third downs, and we're getting off the field and, and not getting able to put those points up on the board. Now, defensively, the Lions have held the opponent to 42 conversions in 123 attempts, 34%. They've done better than that today. They're 1 of 10 against Franklin. Yeah, they, they've been outstanding on defense. I think the first four series Franklin had, three were three and outs, and another one just one first down. So our defense, it, it, they've been playing fantastic today. Again, you know, you're going to make some plays here and there, but, you know, holding the six points with the way this is going. Uh, but we really have to kind of figure out this wind, whether we're receiving, we're kicking, we're throwing, whatever we're doing, we have to figure this out. And I, th I thought you and I talked during the break at halftime what I think the Lions need to do is go back to that offensive philosophy they had in the second half against Hanover. Just dink and dunk the ball. If you're going to throw the ball, just dink and dunk it and let the receivers get yards after catch. Yeah, we tried a few short pass early, and we mentioned Josh was kind of throwing some fastballs there. So maybe a little bit less on it, but uh, we'll be okay. I just, Like I said, I just think the big thing is here, this is a big decision in my opinion because you, know, you want that win in the fourth quarter. Well, we'll see what the Lions do when we come back. Second half action is coming up next. Your score at the half. It's the Lions 13, the Grizz 6 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit MSJ. Edu slash MBA. Thank you, Delhi Barbers, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Barbers, 402 Greenwell Avenue, and DelhiBarbers.com. Well, in Division I football, it looks like Ohio State is going to survive. They're leading 14 7 over Northwestern. And they got a first and goal, Dave, too, with four with, minutes to go. With about five minutes to go in the game. Tulane over Tulsa, 27-13. Texas Tech losing to TCU with about eight minutes to go in the game, 27-17. And Virginia is losing to North Carolina, 31-21. Five minutes left in that ball game also. We're going to be keeping tabs in the second half on the Rose-Hanover game as we are getting set for the second half kickoff here and again the question is what will the Lions decide to do yeah I, I think this is you know we've had some decisions to make and we've not always agreed with them but it's worked out but again this is a huge decision I we know what you're thinking you're thinking oh, take the win in the fourth quarter uh, to me it's a no-brainer but you know that's just me Lions just came back out onto the uh, field. We're going to take the win in the third, the way it's lining up. Uh, uh, well, it looks like the way we're lining up here in Franklin. Let's see where Franklin goes here. Yep, we're going to take the win in the third. I think it's a major, major mistake. So the Lions will get the win in the third quarter, and they will kick off to Franklin to start the second half of action. It is 13-6. Lions leading it by a touchdown and extra point. Next week, the Lions will be back at home at Schuler Field against 
the Rose Holman Fighting Engineers. And we'll be on the air with the pregame at 1 o'clock. Kickoff at 1.30. Hope you join us there. And then we'll see what happens after those games. Farfsing is going to kick it off. Josh Taylor is going to hold it for him. As the Lions will kick with their win to the back. And yeah, let's, let's make sure everybody understands. It, it was our decision. Franklin chose to take the ball to start this half, so we chose the win in the third quarter. So back set to return for the Grizz, Derek Thompson, Jarrett Gibson. Gibson on the far side as Farsing approaches the football. We're underway here in the second half, and that's going to go through the end zone, and it'll be a touchback. Franklin football. Well, Dave, since we have the win, let's hope we can really widen the lead where it doesn't make a difference in the fourth quarter. But the way this game has went, you know, it could be a one-possession game. Well, the quarterback, Kai Ross, 6 of 18 passing, 63 yards, long of 31 in the ball game. as he brings the offense out onto the field. He'll have Garrett Cora right behind him. Cora, 23 yards, rushing on 13 carries. Lions have held him in check so far. They put receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Cora right up the middle. Breaks into the clear. 30-35. And he breaks it out to the 37-yard line for a 12-yard gain. And a first down for the Grizz. And that's the way they wanted to start the half. Yeah, well, you know what they're going to want to do. They're going to want this quarter to go as fast as they can to get the win in the fourth. I would expect a lot of that this quarter. Lions leading it 13-6. Ross peers over to the sideline to his offensive coordinator, Steve McNeely. Now Ross with Cora off to the left-hand side. Tight end formation. They've got Rias Moore off tight end. Handoff goes right up the middle to Cora. Bounced off a couple of tackles. Still running. Gets it out to the 40-yard line, maybe the 41-yard line. He turned a loss into a four-yard gain. Really yeah. nice running there. So to bring up second down. Or make it second down, yes, and about five yards to go. Second down, now well, make it about six yards to go. Ball at the 41-yard line. With 13.53 remaining to go in the half. In the third quarter, excuse me. And the fake handoff, Ross is going to throw up the left-hand side, and it is going to be incomplete. Under through his intended receiver, Dylan McKinney. You try to throw a back shoulder there, the wind again just knocking those balls down. And it'll be, it's going to be third down. They've got second down yeah, there, third now down. it's there third down. Yep. Now they're a little late marking up the downs here on the yard lines. McKinney is going to come out. Why? Well, McKinney is out of the ball game, excuse me, and going out wide to the right-hand side is Spencer Wright. Gibson is slot right. Dropping back Ross, looks to his right, throws down, and it is incomplete. So no, Went yep. through the hands. Yep. Good good last two downs for the Lions. Clock stops on both both incomplete passes. I'm really surprised Franklin didn't stick with the run, to be honest with you, Dave. That was Hunter Hatfield that couldn't come up with that pass. So the Lions will get the football back after the defense holds. Yeah, really, really surprised. 13-38 left to go. In the third quarter. And dropping back is Boswell. Boswell will punt the football away. Zakeem Hunley 
is back at about his own 25. High snap, and Boswell puts it up in the air, and it's going to be knocked down in Mount Territory at the 40-yard line, and that's where they will down it. That's just a 19-yard punt. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, we talked about this yeah. the whole game. It gets up in there. It's going to get knocked back. That's why you, know, you can't play too deep. Now, there's not a whole lot we can do about that one. So the Lions get the football for the first time here in the second half. Cam York goes out wide to the right-hand side. You're right. We have not seen a lot of Ayler and or Newton today. Newton is in the ballgame right now at the slot left. Yeah, he doesn't have a catch yet. So is Pollard, or excuse me, Hunley, out on the left-hand side. We've seen Pollard today, but not a lot of Ayler, not a lot of Newton, although Newton, as we said, is into the game. Powell tied in left, lining up just off the left tackle. Now he'll move in motion to the far side. Taylor, fake handoff. Looks out to the left-hand side, and it is complete on the play. That's to Cam York. He's got a first down inside Franklin territory to the 49-yard line, 11 yards on that catch. Boy, he almost got away, which would have turned that 11-yard gain into about a 35-yard gain. Nice tackle, first down Lions. Lions now in Franklin territory. 13.05 to go in the third. Lions lead it by a touchdown, 13-6. And Taylor, fake handoff, looks over the middle, and he's got Hunley incomplete. Just threw it too far. Yeah, he was covered pretty good, too. Taylor, you could tell Josh just a little bit frustrated. Yeah, you know, usually he can, they can pretty much do whatever they want on offense. This is probably the most they've struggled in really a game all year offensively. They're going to go empty backfield now. Straight shotgun as they flood with a wide spread offense. They've got Beecham out wide out in a slot as Taylor drops back, looks out to the right. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Brock, and he overthrew him again. Incomplete. Just one of those days where he just, it's like a pitcher in baseball. He just doesn't have his command today. Check that. That was Joey Newton. I'm sorry. And it brings up third down. And 10 yards to go. Just missing. Just missing. Cooper Jones is back into the ball game at a tight end position. Hunley was coming off the field. Now he'll stay in. He'll come out wide left. Newton and York are out to the right side. Jones tight end right. Beecham in the backfield with Taylor on third down 10. Fake handoff. Rolls out to the left under heavy pressure. Trying to direct traffic. Throws it up the field to Hunley. Hunley made an adjustment. Caught it at the 15. Yeah, Josh rolled to the left. Was under pressure. He directed him to go deep. Threw it back shoulder. Nice catch and throw. First down Lions. Big, big third down conversion day. 34 yards on that catch. And Chuck, the referee marked the ball in play before they ever brought it in from the sidelines. It's incredible. It is. Dropping back. Taylor hands it off to Beecham, and Beecham's going to get hit Not behind the line for a two-yard loss. Uh, nothing. Let's go. Now Hundley, and we've got one of the uh, cornerbacks. We got a late flag. Mitchell. Who's it going to be on now? Now this Hundley's just got to back away from that. Exactly. You he cannot get involved with that. Let's see. He's he's standing there next to the official, clapping Let's at Mitchell, the cornerback. Maybe it's. He, Nope, they're going to just. I think it was just kind of play on. Yep. Probably the right call. Probably I on agree. both of them, you know, so just play on. Yep. Just get away from it. Yep. 
York is out wide to the right. Now Newton's going to come over and go to the left-hand side along with Hunley. Ball in the center of the field. Beecham the running back. Cooper Jones tight end left. 12.04 remaining to go in this third quarter. 13-6 Lions. Lions, Lions taking plenty of time. Now Jones shifts behind the left guard and lines up a tight end. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor's going to spin out to the left. Gets away from a tackler. Well, now tucks it under and he's going to be hit and dropped at about the 23-yard line. Maybe no gain on the play. They're gonna, well, now they're going to say he's... I think that's one he just should have tossed out of bounds. I agree with you. He lost about three yards on the play. Back to about the 26, maybe the 22-yard line, yeah, excuse we, me. Our offensive line just missed, missed the, uh, the blitz because there, there was a jailbreak. Two guys were right away in on him, so missed the assignments there. So third and really long. Third and... Well, we're looking at about 16 yards to go, maybe 17. Need to get right at the five-yard line. Ball resting at the 22. Taylor out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Drops back. Throws it into the end zone. He's got Hunley wide open, and he overthrew him by five yards. Yep. Again, that, the wind took the ball again, and I would expect to see Kyle Carson here. Well, let's see. Yep. And here he comes. Is it? Yeah, yes, it yeah. is. I, yeah, just, again, a little bit of air there. He's throwing a line drive, and the wind's just carrying it out. He broke open. Uh, this is about a 39-yarder, Dave. So fourth down, ball spotted at the 29. It'll be a 39-yard attempt. Well within his range, yeah, especially with the wind. Big. Ball on the near hash mark. Farsing with Pat Murray, the holder. Snap is good. Kick is blocked, and it's picked up by Cooper Jones. Jones is going to run back the way. other way, and he finally gets tackled and brought down at the 37-yard line. It was a bad snap, and it threw off the timing. He barely got it down, and we continue to struggle with the snap. 11.04 remaining to go in this third quarter. Your score, it is Franklin down by a touchdown. The Mount 13, Franklin 6 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, 6252 Glenway Avenue, openboxoutlet.com. Well, Chuck, second block kick we've had today. Yeah, the, the operation's just not smooth. When you don't get the good snap, then it throws everything off. Kai Ross. Out of the pistol, hands it off to Cora around the right side, gets it outside the 40, and he's tackled at the 43-yard line. Started at the 37, so that's a gain of about six for Cora. Yeah, I'll say the same thing I said on the last round. I expect them to run the football a lot to try to keep this clock moving, but they were having some success run. They threw two incomplete passes. 10-40, left to go in the third. Lions leading it now, 13-6. Franklin always comes up to the line and then looks to their offensive coordinator yeah. for the play. They want to see what kind of defense we're in. Ross, handoff, goes to Cora. Bounced off a tackler right at the line of scrimmage and then popped it out to the left-hand side. Right. And he's tackled right at the line. No gain at all. Big third down coming up here. Third down, calling about four yards to go for a Franklin first down. They're going to spot it back at the 43-yard line. Anthony Wright is out of the ballgame now. Nick Stevenson back in for the Lions. Coming out wide to the left-hand side, Dylan McKinley. 
to the near side. Gibson is slot right. They've got two receivers, including right, out to the left-hand side. Pistol formation, third and four. Looking oh, over, that's open. Gibson. And Gibson has got the pass. And, or excuse me, right. Right caught the pass. And he's got the first down right at the sticks. Yeah, third and five. We were off seven yards. Just go down, turn around the sticks. First down. That was a little bit too easy. Boy, they know exactly where the sticks are every time, Chuck. Yeah, that, that's one of the few really, uh, I think, defensive mistakes we've made. You can't just let them run to the sticks and turn around for the first down. Lights are on and have been on here at Fout Stadium. Yeah, it's very overcast all day, but at least we've avoided rain for a while yeah. anyway. Wind may have tapered up down just a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Ross hand off to Cora off the right side, brought down by Noah Hammond and Nick Stevenson after a two-yard game. The clock continues to run. We're down to 8.50. The longer this goes, the more it's advantage Franklin. Second down, eight yards to go for the Grizz. They are looking to try to pull the upset of the year in the Heartland yeah, Conference. Sure. Ohio State leading with three minutes to go, 21 to seven. Second down eight, low snap, handoff to Cora though as Ross got it away. Couldn't get anything to the left, now cuts back to the right, and he's gonna cut it across midfield into Mount Territory at the 49 to the 48 yard line. That's a gain of a couple, and it's third down and you're going to call it probably about six yards to go. Another big third down here. Let's let's take away that first down marker here. It's going to be a long five, Chuck. Yeah. Thompson is back into the ball game. Obviously, he is not just their backup running back, but he likes to play receiver a lot too. Yeah. Thompson Jr. Continue to eat time off the clock. Third down, six, dropping back Ross. Now rolls back to the right. He's going to throw it oh, upfield. He's got a receiver. That is Thompson complete for the first down at the 35-yard line. That's a 13-yard reception. Chuck, he came all the way from the far side and cut across the middle and caught it on the near side. Nice play by, by both ends, quarterback and wide receiver. We kind of let the quarterback roll out to his strong side to right, and he made a nice throw. Big first down for them now. They're pretty close to four down territory at this point. Seven and a half left to go in this third quarter. Franklin has receivers out wide on both sides. They hand it off to Cora right up the middle. Noah Hammond puts him in a bear hug and brings him down at the 32-yard line after a gain of a, about three. This is what you're afraid of for them to really ball control this quarter with, with the wind against them. They're doing every really, it's, it's working out perfectly, Franklin, so far. Colby West is into the ball game now for Franklin. Check that, that is not Colby West, that is DeGene Winburn. Winburn goes out wide to the left-hand side. Moving in motion. Oh, there's an offsides. No call. They let him get away with it. Throw over to no, the left-hand side. And now they're going to get to Sean Starks. That's not a penalty when the feet get tangled up. That they're is not a flag. Again, another receiver. tough call against the Lions. Deshaun Starks got his feet tangled up with the receiver. That is not a penalty. Dylan McKinney. But and they call pass interference. I'll tell you, one of the... Man, the man in motion, Chuck, cut up field. It looked like a CFL play. Yeah. I, again, and there was no flag. Yeah. That, that's just that's two really bad calls against the Lions of interference. 
When the feet get tangled, there's no, that's nothing. So it's first down. And again, they're spotting the ball. The chains have not moved, and the play clock has begun. All right, here we go. Well, we got to come up big here. So the play clock down to 20. Moving in motion is Garrett, and the handoff goes to Cora, and Cora takes it off left tackle across the 20, picks up a couple to the 18-yard line. Second down. Noah Hammond with the tackle. They give him credit for that. 6-17. Boy, time of possession in this third quarter has really been dominated by Franklin. Sure has. And again, they continue to milk the, the play clock. Yep. Which is very smart. Winburn goes out wide to the left-hand side. Wide to the right-hand side is right. Dropping back, Ross throws over the middle. Complete. Caught down near the three-yard line by Hunter Hatfield. And that's a first down for Franklin. And they did it again here, though. They haven't even moved the chains. He started the clock. Yeah, he's got the out. clock started. Yeah, and they, they haven't even moved yet. Right, they don't even move the chains yet. It's ridiculous. Again, I'd like to get a clarification on that from somebody. You'll never get one. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You're supposed to wait for the chains to get set. Boy, the referee is really getting an earful from the Mount coaching staff, too. Play clock is down to 10. Ross first and goal from the three. Handoff. Goes right off the right-hand side and in for the score. Franklin DeMarion, or check it, Cameron Johnson. Johnson takes it in from three yards out. And it is now a 13-12 game. 5-19 remaining in this third quarter. And we have got a dogfight here in Franklin. We sure do. So coming in to attempt the extra point and tie this game up is Derek Baldwin. Baldwin, 27 for 29 on extra points this year. He'll attempt his first one. Good snap, kick is up, and it is good. There's an official timeout on the field. 5.19 to go in the third. It's now all knotted up at 13 apiece on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Take your game to new heights at Mount St. Joseph University. With 23 athletic teams and cutting-edge facilities, we are the NCAA Division III University in Greater Cincinnati. Learn more at msjlions.com. Thank you, Del High Barbers, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Del High Barbers, 402 Greenwell Avenue, and DelHighBarbers.com. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, Chuck, two crucial pass interference penalties on this game. Yeah, if it's led to 10 points that they've gotten, and uh, now we're extremely way too deep for this kickoff, so please scoot in. We're way, somehow the coaching staff, now they're starting to move up a little bit. Go Crunchfield out of Indianapolis, Indiana will be kicking it away into the wind. Dropping back, Ari Turner and Zakeem Hunley. So Crutchfield will kick it off, and it is a low squib up the middle. 
It's going to be taken in by one of the uh, upbacks and dropped right down at the 32-yard line, fell right on top of the football. Yeah, Franklin will take that. That's Cooper Jones coming down with that football. I'd like to see him lateral it back to one of our guys, but I guess they just take it too much of a risk. The ball handle too many guys there, but well, I'd like to see him flip it back. 5.17 to go in this third quarter. Lions and Grizz knotted up at 13. First and 10, Lions have the football at their own 31-yard line. Beecham in the backfield right next to Josh Taylor. Out of the pistol. Trips out to the bottom. Handoff goes to Beecham around the right-hand side. He's got it to the 35, outwards to the 38-yard line. That's a gain of about seven on the carry. Yeah, good first down run there. We got to get him going. You know, the passing game is just not clicking today, so we got to be able to run the football, especially in the fourth quarter. Be second down. Three yards to go. Beecham still in the backfield. Hand off to Cornell. Right up the middle. Broke goes. a tackle across the 45 out near the 50-yard line. He's got the first down, and he's got an 11-yard gain and a first down for the Lions out to the 49 in their own territory. Lions going with a hurry up now. They may snap this before the chains are set. Now, handoff to Beecham around the right-hand side. Takes it across midfield into Franklin territory and has bounced out of bounds at the 47-yard line. That's a gain of four. Second down, six yards to go. And it'll be second down, as we said, six yards to go. Be interesting sometime, Chuck, as we talk about them moving the chains. If somebody just ran a play prior to the chains being set, what they do? Handoff, nope. fake handoff, throws out to the right-hand side, complete. Yeah. That's the Cam York. He's near a first down. Boy, they didn't give him his forward progress, did they? He's, no. They've got him stopped just shy out at the 42-yard line. That's tight coverage, too. Really nice catch. Yeah. Third down a yard to go. Taylor is going to run it himself right up the middle. He's got the first down to the 40. Cuts to the near side, 30. To the 25, 20. Looking for a block. 20, 15, and he's going to be run out of bounds near the 15 to the 12-yard line. 30 yards on the run and a first down for the Lions, first and goal. Check Dave, that, not first and goal. Dave, we have a halftime score. Rose Holman, 24, Hanover, 17. Wow. Getting ready, just ready to start the second half. Beecham in the backfield to the right. Ball in the near hash mark. Taylor is going to keep it himself around the right side. Now behind the right tackle. Takes it down to the 10. They're going to give him a gain of a couple. Yeah, I'd like to see it look like a run and then stop and throw a pass. Oh, a Tim Tebow jump pass? Yeah, I'd really like to see something along that line. I know Coach Corral's over there all the time trying to scheme up plays. Jake Ayler's back into the ball game. Joey Newton wide left next to Ayler. Hunley wide left also. Cam York wide right, single setback. Handoff goes to Beecham around the right-hand side. Stutter steps, gets it to the 10, inside the 10, and is out of bounds near the 8. Boy, big third down coming up here. Boy, big third down. And there's a man down across the way for Franklin. And McGrath is down on third down and seven yards to go. That game, the Rose game with 
Hanover got underway late today. It got yeah. underway at 2 o'clock yep. because of the soccer game that was going on there. And they're just beginning now the second half, are they? Yes. Wind is factor there. Looks like that barely got to the 10-yard line, but good coverage there. So, yeah, Rose Holman 24, Hanover 17, just starting the third. But, boy, we got to take care of business here. You know, I'm watching the hand, seeing the Hanover uniforms. They remind us, you know, of the New England Patriots. And I saw a, a little snippet of Bill Belichick getting the uh, game ball for last week's win when he became the second, second leading, second yeah, leading coach. win coach, winning as coach in the NFL. He actually let the team pour beer over the top of him after <laughs> he got the game ball. They have always said that's a no-no, but he let the team do it after that game. So McGrath looks like he might have a cramp in that right calf the way he's walking off. All right, Dave, big third down play here, boy. The way our field goal operation's been working, boy, I, I don't, we need a first down here, yeah. bad. Newton and York are stacked out to the right. Hunley to the left. Powell tight end left, right behind the left tackle. Beecham is in the backfield, out of the pistol, right to the right of Taylor. Taylor takes the snap, looks upfield. Now throws into the end zone, incomplete. Tried to get it to Joey Newton, but he was well covered and knocked away. And now it's fourth down. Yeah, I don't see the field goal team going out there, so. Now to me, if you weren't going to kick the field goal, maybe you'd run a different play on third down there instead of trying to get it all at once. So, boy, this goes back to yeah. no confidence I mean, in the operation of the, of the field goal. They team. could still get a first down inside right. the three. So now Taylor and fourth down, and the Franklin crowd up on its feet. We're in a tie ball game, 13 apiece. Taylor looking things over, takes the snap, looks to his left. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a man complete. Touchdown, Hunley! Hunley got the touchdown, 13-yard reception, and the Lions lead it now, 19-13. to Boy, that's huge, Dave. That's huge. Fourth down, Josh rolling out to his left, kind of throwing back across his body. He threw a strike to Cam York. So we got to make this extra point here. 2-11 left to go in this third quarter. Lions have regained the lead. Big call by the coaching staff to go for it there. I think it just goes back to not a whole lot of confidence, and hopefully we had a good snap here. Farsing, there's the good snap. Kick is up, and he drills it right through the uprights. 2-11 remaining in this third quarter. Your score is now Mount St. Joseph 20, the Grizz 13 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Wishbone Tavern, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Wishbone Tavern, 5251 Delhi Pike, and wishbonetavern.com. Teaching is my calling, so when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu ohio. Lions have regained the lead here at Fout Stadium in Franklin, 20 to 13 with the wind to their back. And now Farfsing is going to kick it away. Josh Taylor will be holding it for him. Back set to return. Gibson and Thompson. 
Thompson on the near side of the split backs back at the goal line and Farsing is going to drill it into the end zone and through the end zone again for a touchback. Yeah, both teams, Dave. Uh, in here in Franklin and Rose over at Hanover in dogfights. Well, that's what the Heartland yeah, hoped for absolutely. in the last two weeks of the season. Yep, yep. Pinning all the teams, especially in the last weekend, Chuck, with their arch rival. Yep. The Mountain really didn't have one, so... That happens to be Rose. Happens, yep, has to be Rose. Oh, and First and ten for Franklin. Ball at their own 25-yard line. Lions in that 4-3 defense. Handoff goes to Cora right up the middle, and right there is Noah Hammond to stack him up and bring him down as he takes it across the 30 out to the 33-yard line. That's going to be a gain of about eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what we wanted to see at all because I expect to get a heavy dose of the run here. and. Second and short. Minute 45 left to go in this third quarter. Going out wide to the left is Spencer Wright. Handoff, no fake handoff. Ross is okay. going to keep it. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped right there by Declan Brophy. Okay, big third down here. Brophy with another tackle for loss on the year. He's third in the conference in sacks. Now, that doesn't go as a sack. But right, but that's big third down. Third down now, too. Huge. Get a stop, we can make him punt into the wind. You don't stop him here. They're going to end up running out the quarter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Play clock is down to 15 now, while the game clock is at a minute five. Yeah. Third down and a long two yards to go, Chuck. Cora to the left. They move Thompson in motion to the far side. Dropping back Ross. Throws it out to Cora. Cora on the left side. He's got the first down and gets run out of bounds outside the 35 at the 37-yard line. That's a gain of five and a first down. And they didn't move the chains, and he, he started that clock. They didn't even start to move before he started no, the clock. No, they don't. This is amazing. Yeah, I, we need to get clarification on that. You'll never get one. <laughs> You'll never get one. First and ten, ball at the 38-yard line. As we run down here. They have to run one play. Yeah, they've got one play to run. Now they break the huddle. They send right out to the left. And McKinney out to the right. Handoff Cora right up the middle. Cora gets hit right at the 40 and gets bounced back after a two-yard gain. And that should do it for the end of the third quarter unless somebody takes a timeout, and they will not. We have played three. We head to the fourth quarter of play on a windy Saturday afternoon. Your score, it's now Mount St. Joseph 20 and Franklin 13 as we head to the fourth on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Thank you, Bearcat Storage, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Bearcat Storage, two locations on Delhi Pike, and BearcatStorage.com. 
Well, as we enter the fourth quarter of play, now Franklin has got the wind to their back, going from right to left across your radio and computer screen. It is 20 to 13. The Mount with the lead as we enter this fourth quarter of play. Ross, the quarterback. He's got Cora to the left of him on second down, eight yards to go from the 41-yard line. We all love Sweet Caroline, but they got to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now there's a lot of movement yeah, going the, on. The official was saying, wait till the music comes off, but yet they set the play. And, you know, I love it much as anybody else does, but when it's time to play, you got to turn the music off. And now we will reset everything. And now the play clock will begin. So it'll be second down. Call it eight. Now we're ready to go. Thompson in motion to the near side. Now reverses. Goes back to the far side. Hand off to Cora. Off the right side. Gets upended at the 45-yard line. But struggles forward out to the 49-yard line. That'll be a gain of about seven and a first down. Now we got KC in the Sunshine Band. our trivia contest for the day. We can just pick whatever music it is that they're playing. First down 10, ball at the 49-yard line, still in Franklin territory. Ross drops back, looks upfield, throws over the middle, and it is incomplete. And oh, oh, my gosh! Come on! They're going to call a pass interference penalty against the Lions. You gotta be I, I'm was, lost for work. Oh my gosh, Chuck. I am lost for, that was this really is good three. I, I'm lost for words, Dave. I, I I don't know what else to say. Holy cow! You cannot he's telling you you can't call something like that. That's that the is same just, guy too. That's criminal. Yeah, that's that will give him a first down. That is absolutely atrocious. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, there was no contact whatsoever. Nobody tripped up. The ball was thrown way out ahead of the receiver, and they call a pass interference penalty. First and 10 from the 37-yard line. Hand off to Cora. Cora's going to take it in down to the 35-yard line in Mount Territory. That's just incredulous. I, I, like I said, I got nothing. I, I don't know what else to say at some point. It's, you know, in a, in, a, in a big game like this for... Tyler yeah. Hopperton still yelling at the back judge. And it's been the back judge two this out of three times. Yeah. He overruled the one. Yeah. The guy right in front of him. It's just, boy, it's Unbelievable. So Franklin continues with the football down by a touchdown. Second down, nine yards to go. Their ball right at the Mount's 35-yard line. Ross, handoff Cora off the right side, stacked up, takes it to the 32. That's a gain of a couple. Big third down right here. Coming in and making the tackle on the play for the Lions was Rutherford, also Brady Buller. Third down, six. Again, here we go with another big third down play. 20 to 13, your score. It is 20 to 13, Lions. Third down six. Ross looking things over. Fake blitz, handoff. Blitz. Looks upfield. Throws it. It's oh incomplete. And it's caught out of the air by right at the 12 at the 16-yard line. It bounced off of one of the receiver's hands for Franklin. 
and Wright ended up making a diving catch. You know, they got a little lucky, but, you know, the first guy was wide open, too, so somewhere along the line with our blitz, we just had, that was wide open. So the ball at the 17-yard line, make it the 18-yard line, is where they have it. First and 10 for Franklin. Ross, handoff. Cora, right up the middle. He's going to be hit right at the 15. Still driving and is finally dropped near the 15. They're going to give him the 14-yard line. Pick up a five. Pick up a four, maybe. They're going to give him a four-yard gain, second and six. 12 minutes to go in the game. It is 20 to 13. Lions leading it. Need a turnover, Dave. Need a turnover. Second down six. They move. Garrett oh, now reverse. Comes back. They're looking to throw. That's right. Wright's going to throw it out of the flat complete to Cora. Cora's going to get hit at the seven to the five. He's down inside the five-yard line. It'll be first and goal for Franklin. I saw three linemen downfield. No flag. And again, they barely had the sticks moved, and the official had started the clock five seconds ago. I say it time after time, but this will not be on the highlight film for the Heartland Conference officiating crews. Matter of fact, I haven't seen anything yet this year that's going to be a highlight film. Ross? Handoff, Cora around the oh, left hand hole. side, and Cora is going to get hit and get knocked out of bounds at the two, and the there flag is, flag. is down. There's, Finally, there's a hold. Finally, yeah. so it'll be a penalty against Franklin, and it will be a hold. Chuck, when you look at this, I mean, as far as penalties are concerned. It looks pretty even on, on the on the stat sheet. Four penalties to four penalties. But when you look at the yardage, it's 57 to 30. Yeah, and again, it's one of them. It doesn't have to be equal. I mean, you know, some teams make more penalties than others, but three pass interference calls, boy, just in our opinion, and we're, you know, we're obviously Mount St. Joe fans. It, they were really, really ticky-tack, if they were even penalties at all, yeah. which we don't think. Watching replays, yep. it, the last one, there was nothing. They got their feet tangled up once. So. First and goal from the 14 now. It knocks it back to the 14. Ross now on first and goal. Drops back. Looks upfield. Rolls to the left. Looking into the end zone. He's going to tuck it and run inside the 15. And he's going to be run out of bounds near the 12-yard line. And the, the official started the clock. You're supposed to he, wait till the ball spotted. Yeah, but he, was still, he hadn't even handed it to the official yet. There must be some new mechanics where you, uh, you just start it and yeah, start it for like stop it for like a second and restart it. That's it's it called I've like got <laughs> reservations at the local restaurant. Second down, 10:25 to go. Goal to go from the 12. Ross with it. He pitches it back. It goes to Thompson. Thompson breaks a tackle, dives to the end zone, and he is down at the one yard line. And it'll be third and goal from the one with 10.05 to go. Yeah, Brady Bullard just missed the tackle and it was nothing but green in front of him, third and about a yard. 12, 
9.54 to go. Ball at the one-yard line. I would say they're in two-down territory. For sure. They've got two receivers in, and now Jennings has the football, and he's going to take it in for the score. Cameron Johnson got the football, takes it in for the score, and we are one extra point away from being tied again. And that is the third score today, Chuck, that a pass interference penalty has aided Franklin. Yeah, we talked about that. It, you know, with the win and definitely some equalizers as well. Some of the penalties at really critical times that have been very questionable. So coming in to attempt the extra point is Baldwin. And it's a high snap, but they get it down. Oh. It's a pooch kick, and it's just going to find its oh, way boy. through the uprights, and we are tied. 9.38 left to go in the ball game. Your score now, the Mount 20, Franklin 20, on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, Delhi Liquor Store, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Liquor Store. 5193 Delhi Pike and Delhi What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realize them. While you were away, Franklin kicked the football off through the end zone. So the Lions will get it back, going into the wind from left to right on your computer and radio screen at the 25-yard line in their own territory. First and 10, 25-yard line. Taylor has got Beecham off to the left of it. Trips out to the far side for the Lions. Dropping back, now handoff goes to Beach off the right side, and he'll take it up to the 30-yard line for a gain of five. Yeah, we need a nice sustained drive here and score some points. Well, I'm going to repeat what you've been saying all along. I'd like to see the Lions just put the football on the ground and just stay there and run the clock. Yep. Take it down the field on a sustained drive. Now this is where championships are won, Dave. Beecham, we're all knotted up at 20. Hand off to Beecham off the right side. He gets it to the 35, to the 40, breaks the tackle, and he is going to be gone. 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10. They caught him from behind and brought him down at the 5. Holy cow by Cornell Beecham. Dave, you called it. Let's just run the football. 65 yards on that on that run by Cornell Beecham. As we've talked about, you know, he's going to hit a home run at some point. He hit a nice 30-yard run, I think, in the first half, and now he's got his 60-yard run. McKenzie's in now in the backfield. Trips out to the far side. First and goal from the five of Franklin for the mount. 
High snap, handoff, McKenzie around the right side. He got hit and dropped at the 11. No blocking up front. No, nope. no. Nope. Hornell's coming back in, but that wasn't Moe's fault. There's just no blocking. No, there just was no blocking, and the tackle was made by Shane McGrath, who's back into the ball game. Well, now we go back to we got a couple downs. What do we do on fourth because we've really struggled in the kicking game with the snaps and everything. Back into the ball game now, tight end Cooper Jones. Jones lines up tight end right, and he's in with Powell. So they've got a two tight end set on the right-hand side. Receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Beecham back into the ball game. Second a goal from the 11. Now Powell shifts to the left side, dropping back Taylor. Looks into the end zone. Taylor's got a flush out oh, of the pocket. Gosh. He's going to try to get oh, rid gosh, of it. Broke the tackle. Breaks it to the 15, and he's going to be dropped at the 15 for a sack. Be the second sack of the day by Franklin. Boy, he could have... He was lucky he only had a five-yard sack. He looked like he was going to lose about 12 or 15 yards there. Now it's going to be third down. And goal from the 15. Instead of going front forward, we're going backward. Hunley back into the ball game. Joey Newton into the contest. Cam York into the ball game. Beecham stays in. Tight end left is Powell. Lines up behind the left tackle. Third down goal. Seven minutes left in a tie game. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor breaks out of a tackle to the 10, to the 5. He's down inside the 3, to the 2. It's going to be fourth and goal from inside the 2 of Franklin. Yeah, and I, I assume we're going to go for it. We are. That's a nice run by Josh. Here we go, Dave. Fourth down. And they're going to go hurry up. 6.35 and running. Beecham to the left. They're going to take the snap. It's Taylor into the end zone. Touchdown, Lions! Taylor took it in from two yards out, and the mount has remained the lead. Hold on here. Now what? I don't know what's going on The side on judge is yelling at the official. And did the official? Nope, it is uh. a touchdown. There. Okay. Uh, illegal substitution against Franklin. We will decline it, and the Lions have regained the lead, Chuck. Yep. 26-20. That's all Josh Taylor on his last, really, three plays. Because he could have really been a sack for a 10-yard loss. He turned it into a five-yard less than two. Taylor's got 194 yards rushing today. Yeah, he, he's been outstanding. Yeah, now, Farfsing. Boy, the Lions really need this one. They sure do. Patrick Murray, the holder. Farfsing kicking it into the wind. He had one blocked in this direction. Good snap this time. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 6.32 left to go in this ballgame. Your score, it is Mount St. Joseph 27, the Grizz 20 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Thank you, NYPD Pizza, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. NYPD Pizza, 5329 Foley Road, and NYPDPizza.com. Thank you, Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Cincinnati Open Box Outlet, 6252 Glenway Avenue, openboxoutlet.com. Thank you, Delhi Liquor Store, for your support of Mount St. Joseph University football on Z98. Delhi Liquor Store, 5193 Delhi Pike and DelhiLiquor.com. 
Well, Dave, we talked before the Lions took the ball there. You know, championship teams are made on these drives in the fourth quarter. He went right down. Josh Taylor with two exceptional plays uh, for the touchdown. Now the defense has got a hold. So Farsing will kick it off into the wind. Yeah, I expect kind of a pooch here. Thompson and back set to return with Gibson. And it is going to be a low line drive kick that Gibson will take in at his 25 to the 30, and he'll be dropped right there at the 30-yard line. Really good special teams coverage there by Mary Mino McKenzie. And now what do we have? The back judge again. Yeah. I think this back judge has delusions of grandeur of being a referee. <laughs> yeah. So we'll take that. We got him right at the 30-yard line, kicking into the wind. So this is big right here. So here we go. Yep, 6.22 to go. 27-20 the mound. This is by far the least amount of points the Lions have scored all year. Came in averaging 48. So Cora is in the backfield. Now check that. It is not Cora. It is Andre Cam Jennings and Jennings takes it out across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. You know, defensively, we were so stout against the run in the first half. In this second half, we've missed a couple of times. We can maybe get him down on the first tackle. We've missed a tackle, and they made positive yards out of it. So I don't know if it's fatigue or just, you know, one of their you know, good runner breaking tackles. Second down after a six-yard gain, four yards to go. Jennings is to the right now of Ross. Jennings gets the handoff again. He's right up the middle, and he's got a first down across the 40 to the 42. And they're just, just lining right up now and saying, hey, boys, try to stop us. First down goal, or excuse me, first down and 10 for the Grizz. Clock now at 525 and running. Lions lead it by a touchdown. Ross, handoff, Jennings right up the middle. He found a hole there, and he takes it out across the 45, up to the 48-yard line. That's going to be a six-yard gain again. Boy, Dave, there's some gaping holes. What concerns me is they could take this clock almost all the way down and go for two to win the game. Second down. Well, they're going to give him seven, so make it second down three. Boy, we could really use a turnover here. Play clock at 20, so there's a lot of time. Yeah, they're, they've done a nice job really milking, shortening the game. Yeah, they have. They've done a nice job. Ross looking at the play clock. It's down to seven. Now he moves a man in motion that's right to the far side. And the handoff is going to go to Jennings off left tackle across midfield to the 48-yard line of the mount. He's got the first down after a three-yard gain. And they hadn't even started moving the chains, and the officials started the play clock. He definitely has got a restaurant reservation, probably at the local Olive Garden. There's just something that I'm not aware of that they must have changed the mechanics or something. So I know you say we're not going to get a ruling, but I'm going to try like that. First down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 48-yard line in the Mount Territory. Franklin trying to tie this thing up or possibly go ahead. Hand off Jennings. Jennings takes it across the 45. Spun and gets knocked down at the 43-yard line. He coughed up the football, but the line judge comes in and says, no, he had already been called down. 
3.45 left to go. Both teams have all three timeouts left. I'm telling you, are going to try to milk it, and I would not be shocked that they scored and went for two for the win. Second down, five yards to go. Cora dropping back. That's Ross. Ross has to be flushed out of the pocket on the blitz. He's going to throw up no. field, and it is incomplete. He was out of bounds, and the officials are going to confer. Oh boy. oh, boy. When they confer, they're looking at each other, and they are going to say incomplete. Finally. Yeah, it looked that incomplete from here. Now, we're on the other side, but I don't think Franklin's putting up too much of a stink about that. Well, the way I looked at it, I thought his left foot was way out of bounds when he caught the ball. But I think third down play. Could be two down territory here, Dave. Third down five. Ball at the 43 of the mound. Clock at 322. And stopped on the incompletion. Play clock. Down to five now. Ross, looking things over, takes the snap, hands it off, this time to Cora. Cora gets it to the 40. He's got a first down to the 37-yard line, and they are just dropping off big chunks of yardage on the ground. Yeah, we went from really being stout against the run to getting it stuffed down our throat. Three minutes to go in the ballgame. First and 10 from the Mount 37. Ross with Cora in the backfield. Fake handoff, looking upfield. He's going to get hit, and he's going to be dropped at the 47-yard line. A loss on the play of near 10 yards and the second sack of the day by the Lions defense. Yeah, Brady Buller in on that. That's a huge sack. Huge. And that keeps the clock running 237. It'll be second down and 19 yards to go. Call it 20 yards to go from the 46-yard line. Ross looking things over. Play clock down to 15. He'll take the snap. Looks upfield. Throws. He's got a man. Complete on the play. That's Gibson at the 33-yard line. He got a big chunk of that back, yeah. about 15 yards. Really and playing soft there, Dave. Yeah. Gosh darn. Had him second long now. They're third manageable with two downs to go. Third down. It'll be third down and call it five yards to go, Chuck. Yeah. They'll need two, two big stops here. Minute 58 left to go. Remember, they have three timeouts left. Third and five, dropping back Ross. Looks upfield, he's gonna throw it towards the end zone. He's got Gibson and it's knocked away by the Lions on a nice play defensively. Who was that? Yeah, can't make that out, that number. Looks like Owens. Owens, yeah. So Mason Owens. Here we go, season on the line right here to see. Fourth down. Fourth down. Five yards to go. Let's see if Franklin or the Mount decides to take a timeout here. I don't think either will one. We have we got go. 148 left to go in the game. 27-20 Lions. Fourth down five. Ross looking things over. Play clock down to six. Takes the snap. Drops back the pass. Throws over the middle and it is incomplete. Knocked away by Austin Price. And the Lions defense holds. That's a great play, and you're holding your breath. Some flag's going to come out, but it didn't. It was a great defensive play. Now, Hanover has, I'm sorry, Franklin has all three timeouts, so theoretically they could go three and out and get the ball back. But, boy, one first down's going to win the game. 147 left in the game. You're right, Chuck. One, one first down would end this thing because you know Franklin's going to use all three. Yep, and, you know, they can still get it back with a minute to go with – 
you know, hey, with the wind at their back, we'd have to punt into the wind. So let's, let's get a first down here. Come on, Cornell. Ball at the 32-yard line in Mount Territory. Cornell to the right of the quarterback, Josh Taylor. Taylor takes line. it, hand off Beecham, off the left side, takes it up across the 35 to the 36-yard line. That's a four-yard gain. Yep. Timeout, Franklin. There's the first timeout. So, again, I, I would be stunned if anybody other than Cornell or Josh won the football. Stunned. I agree with you. So now after that timeout's called, a minute 41 remaining. 27-20. The Lions lead it. We're going to keep it right here, but after this play, we'll take a timeout. Lions over huddling around head coach Tyler Hopperton and Caleb Corral, the offensive coordinator. Well, there shouldn't be much mystery here. No. You're going to hand the ball off to Cornell or Josh is going to run and O-line, fire out, make some blocks, and let's get, get this thing over with so we can get on the bus and go back home. Get your pizzas and head home. Yeah, it's been a heck of a game. It has been. It really has. Franklin's played really, really hard. And Don't forget, yeah. next week, Rose comes to town 1.30. You want to see everybody out there yeah. next Saturday. Rose in the fourth quarter is leading Hanover 31-17. Second down About and a long seven. Six, six, seven yeah. Long six, short seven. Yep. Beecham in the backfield with Taylor on second down. Now they move Beecham out of the backfield. Taylor's going to keep it himself. Right up the middle. He's got it to the 40. He's got the first down to the 45-yard line, and the Lions are going to win this football game. Yeah, that should do it. Uh, they'll have one timeout after the snap. Conceivably, it could be close to zero. Now he's starting the Frank, clock, but yeah. they called timeout. No, they didn't call timeout. Oh, they did not call their timeout. No. Okay, well, that actually smart because the 35-second, 40-second clock was running, so they saved a little bit of time there. Minute 22 left to go in the ball game. So we need to let this run all the way down. Play clock now is at 15. Game clock a minute 13. They could take it down to about a minute. Yeah, and, and then, then they could call two timeouts. Theoretically, they could get it back with like 10 seconds. It is first down 10 from the 45-yard line. Hand off Beecham, or he can Beecham run it. to the 50, to the fall 45, down, to the 40. Yep. He'll stay inbounds and just fall down at the 37-yard line. Smart play by Cornell. Yep. 53 and a half seconds to go, and Franklin is just going to let it continue to run. Yep. And now the clock starts. You notice how he kind of waited a little while on that one? <laughs> and now Franklin, I noticed that. Franklin now will take a timeout with 51.6 seconds to go, and we will also. Yeah. This game should be in the left-hand column. Your score, it's the Lions 27, the Grizz 20 on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Lions come back after that timeout, and they have about got this thing wrapped up. Franklin's got one timeout left, and it is second down. 
It's first, and all I first, gotta do is take knees. It's first over. down. You're right. I can't see the down marker over there. They've <laughs> got it turned to the side. It's victory and now formation. victory formation. Taylor just takes a knee, and Franklin is just gonna let the clock run itself yeah. out. Forty seconds to go in the ball game. Lions will stay unbeaten. Yeah, just barely. Twenty-seven to twenty. Their lowest point output of the season. Chuck, I'd have to go back and look, but I think this is the least amount of points they've given up defensively. For sure. Absolutely. 20 in this game. As the clock continues to run, there's about a four-second differential in favor of the game clock, so they will have to run one more play. And now Taylor is going to get back up underneath center, and he'll take the knee, and that will do it. Eight seconds, six, five, four. The Lions put another one in the left-hand column. And they win it this afternoon by a final score of 27 to 20 over the Franklin Grizz. The Lions are now 9-0 on the season, heading into the game next week against Rose Holman. And they are 6-0 in conference play, while Franklin falls to 4-5 overall. They are 4-2 in conference play. Your final score once again this afternoon, it's the Mount 27, Franklin 20. Chuck and I will be back to wrap things up next on the Mount St. Joseph Radio Network. <laughs>